Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> One big question today, how much, if at all, will Republicans who have supported the president talk about their concern about what's happened here? We've heard from a spokesperson for Paul Ryan who says the House Speaker is aware of the guilty plea by Cohen, but will need more information. Bottom line, we're talking about a Trump campaign where the phrase lock her up came up at nearly every rally. But since Election Day, five people tied to the president or his campaign have been convicted of breaking the law. You now have the president of the United States accused of committing a federal crime. The way a functional Washington would work, the Judiciary Committee and the House of Representatives would begin to look to see if there's enough evidence and drawing up articles of impeachment. But this is not a functional Congress. This is a Congress controlled by Republicans. They'd have to do this on their own president. You are fake news. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Very fake news. I agree with that. I don't give a fuck. Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Do not stop believing, Blonde. They're finally going to do it. They're going to impeach the president. Oh. This one's going to be the one you'll see. You'll all see soon enough. Those articles of impeachment will just be happily flying through Congress and the president will be out. And then who do you get, by the way? Mike Pence. We'll just do the same thing to him. I. We're going to talk all the Cohen and Manafort news. When I turned on the news Wednesday morning, today's show that I usually watch when I eat breakfast to try to get an understanding, one, of what's going on in the world, but two, what mainstream media, how they're characterizing it. I wanted to flip my breakfast table about a million times watching the coverage of this. It's some it's some of the most negligent, dishonest, uh, a- a- absolute like advocacy media I've seen in some time. Really, this, this it's was worse garbage. than South Africa or Molly Tibbetts, <laughs> both of which we'll discuss tonight. Also, also honorable mention for them. But yes, this was this was really bad. So we'll go through it. All the Cohen and Manafort news I know everybody's eager to hear about. I love it so much. In addition to that, big news this weekend, Senator John McCain passed away. We'll discuss that and the reactions to it. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're, if you're on some channels, you ought to have confetti, you know, little confetti animation that Apple yeah. does when you, when you type congrats in the iMessage or something. You gotta have, yeah. we, sh- we should have prepared with a party for some people, my goodness. Although, you know. I, I'm done moralizing opinions. Like, if you want to celebrate John McCain's death, okay, whatever. Go for I'm it. Not, I'm tired of, like, trying to morally police people into having the acceptable opinions. You must praise him. Yeah. I, yeah. Do what you want. You know, he died on the same day as Ted Kennedy however many years ago, right? 
I didn't know that. The exact same I day. I read that. Let me know in the live chat if I just I, made that up. But I think I, I do remember when Ted Kennedy died, and it was late summer, two thousand nine. Was it that long ago? I did some celebratory dancing. Then. <laughs> uh, we, I, I I talked about Molly Tibbetts in my latest video, so most of my thoughts are there. But there is one lingering piece of it that I want to discuss in addition to your thoughts. This Geraldo Rivera exchange on Fox News. Gotta protect the illegals. Anything to protect the illegals. Don't defame my illegals, Geraldo Rivera. Speaking of South Africa, as you mentioned, Trump tweets about land expropriation from white farmers in South Africa and media freakout calling it a white supremacist conspiracy theory. Now, I was unclear what they were actually calling the conspiracy theory, so I got to looking into this. Saw the part where they're citing Julius Malema in support of their claims. I've never heard from this fellow before. I don't know how not, because some of those clips are shocking. Yeah, uh, because I'm not a great South Africa mind, so I haven't looked into this in detail. But yes, uh, getting a fact check from that guy based on some of the things he said in the past or is, is saying right now at the same press conference. Hilarious, really funny clips. Well, I guess really funny if they weren't about to be hugely consequential. Yeah. Um, you know, so funny is a relative term. Uh, the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, they're allegedly behind the financial blacklisting of, um, of David Horowitz's Freedom Center. And uh, it seems to me this is an allegation for now, uh, not confirmed, but it seems to me this is going to be the next logical step in the deplatforming crusade. We're going to go after your, not your financial backers, but like the financial services that allow you to function. And remember, this just happened to Robert Spencer of Jihad Watch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then more hoax hate than we can handle. I think this hoax hate, I got four cases to discuss, but one is kind of the primary feature. I think this is probably the most emailed or messaged hoax hate case that I've ever had. Really? I, I think it was dozens of people who sent this to me this week. The claim was these kids were playing hide and seek and a white guy called one of them a little black girl an n-word and peed on her did not happen did what not a happen. surprise it's almost as if their parents are telling them that white people are awful all the time and do stuff like this i can't believe it huh. we will take super chats on youtube or Streamlabs in between topics we read 10 bucks and up on the sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers we regret the policy but we got to keep this sunday show moving along it's going to be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. If you want to take the show on the go, it is available in an audio format. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked in the description for you. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. A few quick updates and stories before we hop into the McCain death news. I lied about fantasy football. Ah! one (laughs) One more thing to say about it. So uh, the league is full. Uh, Everyone who won a spot in the league is now in the league. So if you didn't get an invite, I'm sorry you didn't win. But everybody who's interested can play in my survivor pool. If you signed up previously, there's an uh, an email in your inbox about it. Or if you want to sign up now, you can click the link in the description and play in my survivor pool. You got to sign up before week one. It is free to play. Winner at the end of the year gets a choice of a podcast, t-shirt, or mug. We got, uh, this might be more up your alley, Blonde. We got some artwork from Jin. This is good. I liked it. It's, it's the thumb from my, my last video, or the video before last. Oh, the nice squinty, the yeah. squinty blonde of disapproval. Yeah, although you would approve someone signing up for Border Patrol. Absolutely. Someone of your persuasion, anyhow. I not like some it. kind so of infiltrator. Blonde is Uncle Sam. 
And yeah. the the um, JPEG that he sent me was said Uncle Blonde on it. <laughs> Uncle Blonde? Why not Aunt Blonde? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I like it. That's anyway, the, that's from Jin. Thank you, Jin. Uh, there's news developing today. Let me grab my uh, Man, this audio was article so disturbing. here. Yeah, I'm not going to play it. Oh, we probably could because there's no visual, but I, I've, I decided against it. It's like playing a 911 um, call. It's like, ugh. Yeah. I don't really want to do that. So, um, anyway. Oh, weird. Hold on. Let me fix something here. There's a shooting in Jacksonville developing uh, basically as we speak. So this happened today at uh, the Jacksonville Landing. This is some sort of like convention or meeting center in um, in Jacksonville, Florida. And what was going on is this Madden uh, Madden tournament. Jesus, sorry. Technical issues. Anyway, there's this Madden tournament going on in uh, in Jacksonville. And reportedly, the guy who did the shooting was one of the competitors in the tournament and lost. So he lost. He got really pissed off. He went and grabbed a gun and shot two people dead, injured 11 others. I or thought 11... it was four confirmed dead. I saw that earlier, but now the updated story says two, and then he's dead too from a self-inflicted wound. Jeez. So he, so he killed he himself. So did he bring the gun in anticipation of his loss. Well, it sounds like he probably brought the gun or at least he lost immediately prior to doing this and then shot. So he, there are nine people dead of gunshot wounds, two others dead of something else. I don't know how else they would die in this Wait, circumstance. There are nine dead of gunshot. No, sorry. No, never mind. Got that wrong. Two dead of gunshots. Kill, uh, killer guy killed himself. 11 others injured nine of them from gunshot wounds. So maybe two others in like trampling or something like that. It did sound like a lot of people were running in the audience. Yes. Uh, so this was, uh, again, the, the Madden NFL championship series, a video game tournament suspect is a white male dead at the scene. Um, that is in addition to the two killed one witness. Um, Oh, and we, we have the, the witnesses telling us that he was, uh, he was an event participant who lost and got pissed off. Uh, as you referenced, there is, video of this available online it's not video of the shooting but what it is is a stream of the tournament so they're playing madden and then you you start to hear these gunshots and then they disconnect from the game and you can hear quite clearly what's going on uh it sounds to me like it's a handgun uh but that's speculation i don't know exactly what weapon he was using and um if shots you wanna... were like i don't know it was it wasn't rapid fire it was you know there was a second in between each shot yeah yeah, and uh, the audio is pretty horrific, so we've opted not to play it. Um, but, you know, it's pretty clear what's going on. Uh, other piece of relevant information, this was, in fact, in a gun-free zone. You are not allowed to have a weapon in this Jacksonville landing, even if you are uh, legally carrying with a concealed carry permit or otherwise. So gun-free zone at the so Jacksonville about this stuff because landing. After being sad initially for, you know, the people that were killed and being startled that this is happening, I think, God, I'm going to have to hear about this and gun control for the next God knows how many days. Uh, maybe. I mean, who, I think a lot of it will depend on the stupidly on the nature of the weapon. Like I said, to me, it sounds yeah. like a handgun, but who I don't I've not seen a report of what it and was. And the race of the shooter, too. Well, yeah, we know for sure it was a white male. Ah, the there who, it is. Yeah, yeah. we're definitely going to hear about this. for. Yeah. So as weird as it is, if he ha if he used a handgun, I, you won't hear as much. If he used a rifle, particularly an AR model rifle or design rifle, yeah. you'll hear a lot. 
So you couldn't tell from the shots. It sounds it sounds to me in the audio like the pop pop of a handgun. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound like super loud rifle fire, but uh, but that's my that's my guess. That's my speculation. Definitely not oh. confirmed. Oh. Well, the news just keeps getting worse. Or maybe like <laughs> <laughs> that's your least what? sensitive transition yet. Uh, yeah, I'm a terrible person, but we speculated last week about how will Netflix double down after they fired Michelle Wolf? How are they going to double down on their next unfunny leftist female comic? Cause you know, they're gonna, they've yeah, done it with, yeah. uh, they've done it with a whole series of them. They I had think Chelsea one of Handler, us even they... suggested that they might bring Chelsea Handler. No, I don't think we said that. That oh, would have really? been, I was pretty proud when I read this headline. If we said that, then we were really, I never would have predicted they'd bring her back. Yeah. She did crash and burn the first time, right? Well, remember, she left her show on Netflix to last pursue October. her political career. That's she right. She left, yeah. which I think they canceled her show to pursue her political activism, which, by the way, she hasn't done anything. And now she tells BuzzFeed that she's working on a Netflix show about white privilege. Says Chelsea, quote, I intend for it to be very funny. Good luck. And I intend to hang myself out to dry. I'm a perfect example of the American dream. If you're white and borderline pretty. Don't flatter yourself. Yeah. Maybe yesterday. Maybe yesteryear. Maybe yesterdecade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but apparently this is going to happen, although Netflix did not respond to requests for comment. Ooh, I just lost your video. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Netflix did not respond to, to uh, inquiry Don't about Don't these this. people like money? You know this is going to flop. Uh, apparently, apparently they prefer their activism over, uh, over, over the money that would come from subscriptions to Netflix, I guess. It's outrageous. Anyway, it looks like we have the same camera issue for you that we did last week. So if you want to do a quick refresh, <laughs> do you want me to get back into this? Uh, all right. Hold on. Yeah. You want me to yeah, go, go I'll for do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Oh, well. I guess it's not going to allow me to uh, to share my camera with you. Well, we no visual cues from you, as long as the audience is getting your... your yeah, they are. They're, that's fine. Uh, so we could try again during a Super Chat break or something. In the meantime, uh, let's get to John McCain. The John McCain... So John McCain's death this weekend. Uh, the McCain family, of course, announced Friday that John McCain would forgo treatment for his brain cancer. And we all kind of knew his death was basically going to be immediate or very soon. Uh, then on Saturday night, actually, the news came down that he had passed away. Uh, Megan McCain uh, released a statement on, um, on Twitter, and she says, quote, now, don't, let me read this. Don't rip Megan McCain. I'm trying to be nice to the family here, all right? Why? I can't rip <laughs> Megan McCain and her no, huge I'm just saying, let me Let me read her statement. Bye. She says, quote, my father is gone and I miss him. As only an adoring daughter can, but in the loss and in this uh, and in this sorrow, I take comfort in this. John McCain, hero of the Republic, and to his little girl, wakes today to something more glorious than anything on this earth. Today, the warrior enters the true and external life, greeted by those who have gone before him, rising to meet the author of all things. The dream has ended. This is the morning. So that is how his daughter paid tribute to John McCain. Um, 
It looks like Chuck Schumer is uh, is calling for the renaming of the Russell Senate office building after John McCain. We'll see if that happens. Uh, as far as his Senate seat, the governor will appoint a replacement and a special election will fill that seat with a permanent senator when the term renews in 2020. Your thoughts? Uh, is our stream cutting out? Live chat must, might be playing a joke on me, but... Uh... Says it's... Oh, it did cut out. It did cut out for a moment. Yeah, so there must have been there might have been a little hiccup in the network or something, but yes, but it's fine now. Ah, okay. Shut up, you guys. Come on, come on. No, they're right. I can see there was while I was reading there was a little there's some drop frames, so must be a network problem. But we're good now. I mean, I'm just not sad about this. I I don't care. I'm like, oh, another warmongering neocon bites the dust. I'm gonna go cry into my pillow. I, I just don't give a shit. Hmm. Uh, I. Yeah, my I guess I'm neither happy nor sad about this. As I said, I've seen a lot of people of various political persuasions basically or actually celebrating this. And at first it kind of gives me, a, I don't know, it gives me a, a bad taste, I suppose you could say. But I, when I think about it, I'm not going to moralize other people for their for their reaction to this or not. You're free to react however you want. I think the people who are at least happy that he's not politically influential anymore. It's not as though they're without reason. I can't say I agreed with him a lot. Uh, This is the thing. He was always characterized as a maverick, right? Oh, I'll buck my party. I'm a maverick. I'm an independent. But my problem with a lot of guys like that is I can never tell what their principles actually are. You know, If, if you had to ask me what John McCain's principles were, I'd have to say, um, I couldn't tell you other than let's go to war. You know, what, what were the man's principles beyond, interventionism and war are right and then he would hide behind this pow thing all the time and act like it made him immune from criticism yet was still a warmonger it's like why can't you be like ron paul use your war experience to deter you from our involvement in foreign affairs it's like what Mm. is wrong with you dude also he was a philanderer (laughs) we know how blonde feels about philanderers (laughs) yeah martin luther king uber bitch (laughs) uber bitch Um, so you know, I don't. But on the other side of it, I don't think all the praise for him is entirely disingenuous. We'll get to some praise that I think is very disingenuous in a moment. But I think that the people who are expressing admiration for him, his colleagues and stuff, I don't think that they're being dishonest necessarily. Uh, and and I will say that obviously he's a person. Whatever you think of his military experience or not, he he's done more in service to this country than I have. That doesn't mean that he's right on politics all the time, though. You know, I can say, look, I admire what you've done for your country. I don't think that you're right on a lot of issues but you've done more than i have and uh, and, and i'll give you credit I don't for that no i mean if he's getting us further involved in in foreign wars i would argue that even though he had this pow experience that the net positive was not really comfortable i can't, I can't tell you that uh i can't tell you that you're wrong and therefore i don't think it's wrong to be critical of him i don't think it's more wrong to be critical of him for that reason today than it was last week or a month ago and that's why i'm not gonna go after these people who are choosing to do that um <laughs> What? Oh, apparently our stream got knocked off immediately after I said huge titties. Ah, <laughs> yes. Megan McCain knocked it she, off. She does. Now, here's where oh, I think geez. there's plenty of, um, of dishonesty to go around. So um, Huffington Post put up this headline. He got the front page of, of, of their website. Maverick mourned, and they gave him this obituary where they're all praising of John McCain. You'll see this stuff referenced a lot, like, oh, he represents a political civility long since gone and wasn't John McCain great and this and that. 
how soon we forget that yeah. <laughs> if you go back to things that the Huffington Post was tweeting about John McCain when he was running for president, 2008 and beyond, they were doing the same stuff to him then. And I'll credit Mike Cernovich for gathering a lot of these tweets. They're very interesting retrospectively. A lot of these date back to the presidential election of 2008, where the Huffington Post is accusing John McCain of associating with white supremacists and racists, of being a white supremacist and a racist, of apologizing for them, um, of being unfit for office because they're they're silent in the face of hate. These are headlines that you'd read today. They're 10 years old, you know? You kind of think of this stuff as getting out of control these days. And the thing is, I don't even remember this stuff when I like back back when I was voting for Obama yeah. at the time. I don't really remember this these types of accusations. I never personally thought McCain was a racist, at least I don't remember thinking that. And remember McCain, remember that famous moment people reference where some lady stood up at a McCain event and she said i can't trust obama he's an arab and he goes no ma'am no ma'am he's a he's an american he's an honorable american who i happen to disagree with or whatever he said yeah mccain was not i mean you want to you want to call trump a racist or anybody else mccain to call mccain racist oh there goes now our stream's getting a hiccup again i wonder what's going on bad networking tonight Uh anyway so uh isn't it isn't it interesting the Huffington Post, they put up this big piece of praise on John McCain. And while he's running for president, he's unfit for office. He's a white supremacist, all that. Okay. Well, they'll use anything in their arsenal when they're trying to take somebody down. When they agree with him, uh, with them, like like he did with Trump, then he's suddenly a hero, maverick. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of it is, is they, use, uh, they use the death of McCain as a, as a club to beat Trump with. And of course, Trump famously said, and one of the things, one of my least favorite Trump moments, I know some people enjoyed it or liked it for, you know, whatever, if you did. But when he, when he said, you know, I like, I like soldiers who don't get captured about John McCain or whatever, or I like service members who don't get captured. That was in my mind, one of the cringiest, worst Trump moments. And it's not because of McCain specifically, but saying, I, not just criticizing McCain, but saying, I like Soldiers who don't get captured. That's that's too far. From it me. wasn't that bad, though. It's pretty bad. It was pretty bad, but it wasn't terrible. But but I think that's the way a lot on the left use the, or view the McCain death, is it's another club to beat Trump with. They don't give a shit yeah. about McCain. Yeah. It's another club to beat Trump with. Right. Uh, Cher was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Cher, you could see all these tweets of Cher in years past, tweeting, McCain is this, McCain is that, he's terrible, I hate him. Trump tweets out, uh, oh, you know, John McCain has passed best to his family. Fuck you for dishonoring John McCain, <laughs> you know? Uh, that's that's how a lot of this stuff works. Now, Vox got in a lot of trouble for <sighs> basically smearing McCain after his death or upon his death. Yeah. They deleted this tweet. There's an archive of it still available. So they tweeted this yesterday. And it was right around the time that the news of his death had broken. I don't know if it was after or this was like simultaneous, but this was definitely after the news of his impending death was out. And they tweeted out and it had a picture of, of McCain and uh, Palin and Trump. And it said, you can draw a, a straight line from John McCain to Donald Trump through Sarah Palin. And so they were saying, thanks, McCain. It's, you know, Trump is all your fault. Now, interestingly, one of the top comments that I, or top replies that I got a kick out of, you can draw a straight line from stuff like this to Trump as well. <laughs> <laughs> but if I, I wouldn't defend the content of this, but 
can I defend maybe some of the honesty? I think this is obviously more honest than Huffington Post. Yeah, and if they posted it um, knowing that he was going to die but not having the news that he had died, they had to know that that was a calculated risk, that it's possible that anything they say immediately follows news that he's dead. So Spe I don't know. I don't know that it really matters. Speaking of risk, you see how spicy the onion got on this? It's real good. They, they got a bunch of hate or I don't know, a bunch of people pissed off at him for tweeting this out. John McCain requests ashes be launched into Iraq. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's that's a pretty good one. It's a, it's a hot take. I liked it. Got to give him credit where credit is due. Yeah. And the most, I would say the most unfortunate, it's not really a reaction, but the most unfortunate thing that came out of the breaking John McCain death news was what happened on NBC. So they break into their America's Got Talent show, whatever rerun is on on Saturday night. And they're, they're doing this very serious, solemn report on John McCain's death and then it cut, cuts back to America's Got Talent at least I think that was the show one of those audition or, or kind of talent show things they do and it's one of the more awkward scenes I've ever seen on I don't know major network TV you be the judge yeah. this is um, this is what happened when they broke when they returned to their regularly scheduled programming let's say and again this evening, the breaking news, NBC News confirming the death of Senator John McCain at the age of 81. This has been an NBC News special report. We will return to our regular programming on the NBC network. Our live coverage continues on MSNBC. So this is some kind of romantic musical routine of dolphins falling in love. It's like two topless men. <laughs> Never forget John McCain. Oh my God. What? Uh, what if, was this America's Got Talent? Let me know in the live chat if this was America's Got Talent. I believe it was, yeah. That's what I have in the notes. So I think I, I read that in one of the news stories about it. So they were using like pumps to make the noise, but like the pumps were at penis level, right? Is that, oh, the pumps were making the noise. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I think so. Okay. <sighs> okay. Uh, are you ready for Molly Tibbetts' talk? Yeah, should I do some super chats while you try to fix your camera? I feel like I'm alone out here. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm sure it's easier for you to have visual cues too. Let's, uh, well, what you'll have to do, we'll have to try to reload the page again if you want to do it that way. Uh, should I just reload right now? Yeah. We're sorry, guys. All right, I'm going to do that. A technically challenged evening, but isn't it always, you know? That's the duct tape production. Okay, now hey, it's back, right? There we go. Let okay, me get so you so back I guess on we don't camera. Need to do super chat right now. We can move into Molly Tibbets if you want. Okay, let me get you back up. Now you're good. I can. Oh. Okay. So uh, I've basically said that all I all I had to say about the case generally. But if you have more you want to say about Molly Tibbets, we're not breaking any news. People are generally familiar about what happened, I think. So, but if there are thoughts you have, uh, um, I mean, my thoughts mostly center on the family's reaction, which I understand they've gone through something horrible. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. I don't know what they're going through. It must be unbearable. But they all have taken this opportunity to be like, listen, stop politicizing this. This has nothing to do with him being an illegal immigrant. It's, and then they, I saw one of the cousins um, 
talk about how this has to do with toxic masculinity, although she didn't use that term. She was saying like men commit X number of rapes, men commit X number of murders. This is not an illegal problem. This is a, a male problem. Yeah. It just really concerns me. It reminds me of that um, woman that was murdered in Germany and then her family gave all of the money to uh, refugees <laughs> murdered by a, by a migrant. Jesus. Um, it, it just bothers me. It, it troubles my soul that in the midst of such a terrible thing, this family is still concerned with virtue signaling. And, you know, I, my immediate reaction, if this happened to my sister or something like that, would be wrath. It would, it, I would just would want to avenge her death. Bring back blood feuds, blood, blood feud, 2020. Yeah. yeah. And, and like a little bit of that, I think, would be good here. I mean, it is strange to me. And we were speaking before we went live. I suspect, I'm not sure, but it seems like a lot of the relative speaking, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe maybe the chatter, emailers know more than I do, but the relatives I've seen appear to be more distant relatives Cousins as opposed to, like, yeah. Her it, parents I, did release a statement. Oh, that's right. Okay, so maybe not necessarily, but at least some of them are, not all of them, but some of them are distant relatives. I suspect maybe we have a case that's kind of like the Thurman Blevins incident too, where you have a distant relative who maybe wasn't, super close to the victim, but sees, ooh, an opportunity for a political platform based on my loose connection to the victim. I think right. I'll take that to virtue signal or to advocate for policy I like or whatever else. Right, uh, right. Something else I will mention too is that this should be a lesson for leftists that your personal opinions on people of different races or migrants, whatever, it's not going to protect you from any of the realities and hardships of life. Your virtue hmm. signaling is not going to make you impervious to getting raped, presumably, and murdered by an illegal immigrant. Um, I, I was really frustrated. And that's one of the things I spoke about. We'll speak about a little bit more here, too, with this Geraldo interview. That's just insane. I get frustrated when it's the discussion descends into uh, something about, well, this group commits more crime than that group, or it's not about race because white people do more of this than Mexicans do or whatever. These are and it's all like, preventable. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the distinction that matters and that Geraldo seems um, unavailable to right. is the reality that if the law is enforced, this is a murder that never happens. So I don't care about the rate. If the law is properly enforced, Molly Tibbetts is alive today. That's the reality right. of the situation. So if if illegals like this Christian Rivera guy commit more than more crimes or less crimes than the citizen population at large. Don't care because the citizen population at large has the right exactly, to be here exactly. and the freedom to act badly. And they sometimes do not true for Christian repair. Right. So right. Oh, wait, something else I did want to mention too. Mm. Um, I, this is totally supposition, but it, it has occurred to me that perhaps her naivete um, may have impeded her realistic sense of suspicion in this situation. Cause he did stalk her for a long time. It, it's not like he saw her wanted her and then this happened in the course of a little while like she knew yeah. him he impregnated one of her schoolmates oh yeah that's the other thing i forgot to i didn't cue it up or prep it but that's the other uh, piece of the story that has since come out is he had he had an anchor baby basically yeah 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 so maybe so, if her family wasn't filled with idiot leftists and she wasn't a stupid globalist herself she would have been like this is really suspicious i need to stay away from this guy maybe it would have saved her life i don't know i mean i, I can't yeah, possibly know that but it's speculative but um but yeah it, it sucks all around you know and a lot of people are talking about molly tibbetts politics and you know she's tweeting about her hatred for white people and her feminist stuff or whatever and yeah i mean it looks like she and i probably would not have agreed 
on politics very much, if at all. But at the end of the day, she is still a U.S. citizen. And she's an indoctrinated 20-year-old. I mean, we were pretty dumb when we were 20. Yeah. So to me, her politics, even if I dislike them strongly, are are irrelevant to the case. It doesn't make it better or worse to me in any way. But um, speaking of people who just don't seem to get it on this issue, Geraldo, Fox News personality Geraldo, has been sticking up for illegals all over Fox News. He got called out by Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. And then he goes on to uh, Fox News with Mar- uh, host Martha McCollum. And he basically throws a tantrum in defense of illegals. And he makes uh, what I would call several silly arguments. So here's Geraldo. It's, a, it's about two minutes, so stop me if you need to. But I, I have several points of rebuttal for him at the end. Absolutely Let's outrageous. Let's play it for folks at home, and then I want you to continue. Okay. Let's watch. And even Geraldo Rivera, and I've never met the guy. I seem to like him. Seems like he's got a good heart. You know, I saw him here on Fox saying, well, I feel badly about this, but there is no but. He is stereotyping 11 million people in our country here without documentation. 30. They care for our babies. They mow our lawns. They wash our dishes. They pick our fruit. They pack our How is that not a stereotype? They, they process our poultry. <laughs> yeah. To characterize that entire group of people as, as all of the murderers, in Colorado, you had this millennial guy with the beard, a white guy. Uh, he kills his pregnant wife, the unborn child, two of his babies. Do we then say uh, millennials uh, with the uh, beards uh, are a threat to uh, society because of this case? But I'm begging you to have compassion and not brand this entire population by no, the deeds of this one person. Though, Every though, so- and that's what I was getting at with the attorney. The fact of the matter is that this person came here illegally. It, no one is saying that all 11 million people are capable of what this person's capable of, but put yourself in Molly Tibbetts' family's shoes right now. It's bad enough to learn that someone who was living and working in your neighborhood murdered your beautiful daughter. It's worse when you find out that they crossed the border illegally, that they're not even supposed to be in the and country. Geraldo anyone calls it could spin. have done this. That's Everyone, they, they do it on a daily basis. White people, black people, uh, red people, yellow people, everybody, they do these crimes. It is horrible that, that they Geraldo. do these. He's not here legally. We That's are the- putting that spin. <laughs> we are. We at this network are putting that spin on this story. It's not spin. It's this a This is fact. a murder a story. Fact. This is not an immigration story. No, no, nothing to do with immigration. This That's so spin. Outrageous. That's and spin. something that was cut out of this. He goes into this big diatribe about how illegal immigrants, not just immigrants, commit crime at a lower level, which I know is bullshit. If you look at the breakdown of these statistics, you can tell that they have just amassed all immigrants. Um, and I'm suspicious even then knowing that illegal immigrants are committing a crime by being right. here illegal. If you don't count that one crime that they right, all commit, right. Right. then then they're not actually committing crimes. I was uh, I was highly annoyed by several of his points here. Um firstly, nobody it's such a it's 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 a straw man, it's a misrepresentation to say that people who are talking about this and talking about the immigration issue are arguing that all illegal immigrants are murderers and characterizing them as such. That's right. not the argument. The argument is that crime and murder from illegals is a hundred percent preventable yeah. because they're not here legally right. like Martha McCollum was speaking to. And the same goes for that weird comparison to that Colorado dad murderer. Like, yeah, that case sucks. And, and the outcome is the same as Molly Tibbetts. You have a dead family or dead family members in that case. 
but that's not a case about stereotyping. Neither one of these are stereotype cases. You're, the difference is one guy had a right to be here, live freely with his family, and unfortunately exercise that freedom to kill them, and he should face the legal repercussions for that. The other has no right to be here. His, mere, his, his very presence is a crime. Right. They're not comparable in that regard. Nobody's saying the guy did it, the guy who killed Molly Tibbetts did it because he was an illegal alien. They're saying it was preventable because, because he, was he was an illegal, illegal alien. And you said it perfectly in your video that based on the social contract, this is not something that we agree to. This is not a risk that we agree to take on as a society. Yeah. And that's the real problem here. Nobody consented to this risk. Yeah. And, and anyone could have done this any color. Well, Yes, he happens to be of a minority race, but nobody I'm seeing is saying the Mexicans did this. The brown people did this. The, an illegal alien did this. The only people I hear talking about race in this case are the people who are trying to protect the illegals, not people right. trying to right. hold illegals accountable for their law-breaking violations. By the way, that, that, that crosses race, which you know transitions into our next story, if you're ready. Yep. Because this, th th this is a story that will not be discussed much at all, but I thought was pretty interesting. Trump deported an actual Nazi. Uh, I didn't know this guy. I didn't even know this was a story. Had you heard of this before? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this guy is, I forget his name and I can't even pronounce it. He's 95 years old and he was a Nazi collaborator living in the United States, 95-year-old former camp guard who played a, quote, indispensable role in the Holocaust. He was deported back to Germany from his New York City home on Tuesday. Reportedly, Trump personally made this deportation uh, a priority. Said the U.S. German ambassador, quote, it's really a credit to President Trump, who was very clear about this case, made it clear he wanted this individual out of the United States. It's a great day for the United States to have have this man out of our country. Uh, this man, this guy has had a deportation order against him since 2004. He immigrated to the U.S. after the war in 1949 and became a citizen in 1957 after concealing his background. The deportation was reportedly difficult and took months uh, because there were diplomatic negotiations necessary because the man is not considered a German citizen and he was stateless after losing his U.S. citizenship. So, But he goes, was originally a German citizen, right? Back when when he was uh, the in the war, presumably, yeah. But I think the Germans thought he somehow like gave that up, or maybe they never considered him a citizen, or for whatever reason, Germany was saying, "No, no, no, he's not ours. He's your problem." I mean, it goes to show that even when Trump does something like this and is pandering to leftists, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, that Nobody racist Nazi Trump deported an actual Nazi, right. like the last one alive or yeah. the last one that we still have alive. But this yeah. is a story that does not fit the narrative and doesn't fit the, the racial themes they try to inject into the immigration issue all the time. The reality is he's fierce on illegal immigration or illegal presence, regardless of race. And it doesn't get much more white than I'm a German guy who actually helped you know, helped uh, facilitate the killing of Jews, apparently, is what he says. I don't know what exactly right. his role was. What Apparently, he was at one of these camps. and He was a, apparently a guard or something. But in yeah. terms of threats to the American people, I am much more concerned with your average illegal Mexican of in his 30s than a 95-year-old. Do Yeah. Do Nazi. I think that this guy was going to harm anybody? Uh, no. 
No, I think this was a pandering move that, that was ineffective by Trump. Could I don't be. think he was I mean, really trying to prevent any. I mean, what, what was the, what's the MO here? Yeah, I think you're probably right that it's more political than practical, but that, that order has existed against him since 2004. So presumably other presidents tried to negotiate this but to get couldn't. this done and couldn't, and Trump huh. maybe saw an opportunity. I don't know why he was able to be more successful other than that presumably Trump's dealing. Well, Merkel's been in power for forever, so it can't just be Merkel. Um, but maybe there were different different people to negotiate with or something, or Trump just prioritized it where other presidents didn't. In any case, just an example to show that, you know, the Geraldos of the world are not correct when they just make this a simple race issue. It's not that simple. And if you look at examples like this, there's much more complexity going on, especially with regard to this president's view of how immigration ought to be enforced. Now, we're going to have a long segment on Cohen and Manafort because I got to go through... (laughs) I got to go through my Wednesday morning and how pissed off I was at this news. So maybe we should take a brief break before we hop into that. Sure. Uh, Brett Sturrock, can you guys reach out to Barbara for you to see as a guest? As always, love the show. Uh, Sure. I haven't talked to her in a long time, but we used to do some streams together. So we could definitely get her on. Uh, Jay Edgar, no live watching tonight. Ed's got the date he's been trying to catch for three months. Mm, So have to keep the silver instead and I'll catch you on the audio. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck. JV Dude 9061 recently discovered that my girlfriend puts milk in the bowl before cereal. What do I do? You know what you have to do. Yeah, you got to drop her. Oh, I was going to say kill her in her sleep. but Well, whatever. I mean, I'd be a little more gentle. but <laughs> Amber says, following my routine and drinking an amount of wine that would be considered not okay for normal people, making pickles <laughs> and jam and watching y'all. It's a good night. Thank you, Amber. Thanks for tuning in. Grave F, finally, uh, all moved into college. Now a question for Matt. A country is a people with similar values, but in a libertarian society, how do all these independent people have similar morals and values? That is an excellent question. Yeah, it's a good question. I think you got to cultivate those things, and I think that's one thing that I commonly talk about. I'm not in favor of government enforcing them, but do I think that it's important to be neighborly and to try to cultivate those shared values in your community? Absolutely. So a touch of collectivism is what you're yeah, I think where I would get worried is like is government direction of those aspects of culture. But ah, so I think cultural what, collectivism is. What I think what we share is there is room. There's room in such a in such a system or such an organization or such a structure. Yeah. Uh, for things like shame, expectations. <laughs> uh, you know, you, if you're if you're liberal if you're so individualist and libertarian that you allow people to be self-destructive, for example, or socially destructive as opposed to destructive of just you, mm-hmm. yeah, you are definitely cultivating a society that is going to fail to reach its potential. Yeah, so, I agree, I agree. if you if you say you don't want government to do these things, there's got to be a force for a force to cultivate good elsewhere. And I think a lot of that comes down to your own cultural responsibility as opposed to the government doing it from top down. Very tactful as always. This is from Snarpsta. I love your show and I look forward to it every week. Are y'all planning on covering the shooting that happened in Florida today? We did briefly, but um, not a lot of news has come out. Like this just broke right before we got on air, like two or three hours before we got on Yeah, it was sometime this afternoon. So the death yeah. toll might have even changed by now. I don't know. I mean, I last, saw the numbers did change. Yeah, wow. It we changed were. from four to two right before. Yeah. Um. So I'm sorry if this is insufficient. By the time you guys listen to this, if you're listening to it tomorrow, I'm sure way more information will come out. Uh, Christopher, hey, Sticks was pretty stoked this morning about McCain kicking the bucket. <laughs> yeah, I actually sent the thumbnail to uh, Skag. It was really. Funny. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I watched. I watched. What was it called? Uh, the world is a little safer today. Or something. Yeah, or more peaceful or something like that. Uh, yeah. Misty Blue Ocean. Hey, Blonde Fury, looking classy as always. Just want to know what made you choose Boise. Boise. Yeah. Um, I liked Idaho. I like Idaho. Uh, it's a conservative state. It's pretty close to Washington, where I still have family. I can't go back to the Midwest. The East Coast is pretty much off limits. I can't stand the summers in the South. And then there's pretty much nowhere on the West Coast. I mean, that's that's pretty much the only region that I can live. <laughs> it was process of elimination, but I'm happy to be yeah. there. Yeah. Um, well, Allure, it's thought on uh, Kristen Davis's testimony about Roger Stone and reporters gathering outside of his house expecting arrest. What? When did this happen? I, this is Yeah, this is news to me. I've not heard of this. <sighs> sorry, man. Unfortunately, um, sorry. Yikes. I wonder if that happened today. Uh, Chris Sewell, in light of Jacksonville, repeal the NFA, buy guns and ammo thank you chris oh, we got a bunch anytime of repeal the nfa anytime <laughs> yeah. which yeah big lc I matt could... and i once made love at the madden 19 tournament too soon we played a few rounds i lost while matt did a touchdown celebration before we both shot our guns all over the place if you know what i mean I you gotta wait a <laughs> carry on you gotta thank wait you. a full 24 to joke about mass shooting well this is yeah th that is i i i'm sure you're kind of speaking in jest there, but I've been wondering about this a lot because with Molly Tibbetts and gun violence, it's like you have warring factions saying, don't politicize this. And my stance has always been politicize all you want. I mean, that's my standard. I don't think it's just, if you make a bad argument, if you jump the gun on facts, then I'm going to rip you. But yeah. I don't, I don't think there's like some time requirement to talk about the political implications of an event. Do you? Uh, no. Hmm. Uh, Fat Hooligan, let's just do a few more right now. Um, hey guys, downloaded the podcast last week and noticed the E for explicit. Was that because of Blonde's potty mouth or just the dangerous ideas? No, I'm pretty sure that that's something I had to fill out with iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. They ask you, does this contain like adult language or themes? And I have to be honest about that because yeah. if you're not, then like they will punish you yeah. or whatever. So I don't really have an issue with that. Like I don't think that this show should be promoted for kids or something like that. No, um, no. It and does we have talked about it themes before we started the show and we were like, you know, let, we want this to be the kind of show where we just say anything that we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that was actually, <laughs> that was done the right way. That's Apple asking me, does this have like adult themes or language or whatever? And me honestly saying, yeah, it does. And I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I don't, I don't consider that to be censorious. I think that's useful for the consumer to say, is this. Right. It's not a kid's it, show. Not a kid's show. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have uh, a problem with that personally. Jess Han just wanted to send my husband, Josh, a font. Hello. We're apart tonight, but I have no doubt he'll listen because he loves the show. Thinking of Matt and Blonde, 1,300 miles from home. Thank you so much, Jess and Josh. We appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, let's just do two more right now. Alessandra Cortara says, saw a woman in San Francisco in her 30s holding a sign saying, free abortions for all. <laughs> she said there needed to be fewer children in the world. Can somebody say stage five terminal? Oh, my God. Disease? That is... <sighs> It's like that chick from the RNC. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Remember she had a, like a leg brace or cast too. Like she had some, <laughs> the great question is, was she actually injured or just aiming for victimization? Intersectionality. Points? Yeah. She's, I want to be extra intersectional for the RNC. Yeah. Uh, last one for right now. I'll circle back for the remainder. AK 47, your face. Apparently the shooter was Jewish from some of the reporting I've seen. I hmm. actually didn't even See who the shooter was, so I can't opine on that. Well, we'll stand by for commentary about the Jews from Julius Malema. He'll set the record straight about the Jews and firearms. And assassins and Jewish. And, and assassinations, yes. 
Can't wait. That was <laughs> listening to that earlier today was I like the highlight of my you day. Seen that. No, I've not. I'm not. Well, the Jew comment that he made is new. Yeah. But the one it's where not he's that like, new. it's a few weeks old. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was like really recent. It's still pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's a teaser for later. You ready for Cohen and Manafort? Oh, God, I so don't want to talk about this, but let's get it over with. I'm going to try to hustle through this. The The segment I want to watch is long, so we're going to have to kind of break it down as we go. But as I'm sure everybody or most people are aware of what's going on with Michael Cohen, Trump's former personal lawyer, and Paul Manafort, his former campaign chair from the summer of 2016 uh, for three months or whatever it was. So you had kind of uh, two cases developing at the same point. Michael Cohen, his, his personal lawyer, pleads guilty to eight counts of tax evasion, bank fraud, and campaign finance violations. And that last part is the key. Campaign finance violations, including two counts related to hush money payments to women on Trump's behalf. So this is Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal, the Playboy Bunny and the porn star with whom he has been involved in the news for several weeks now or months. So... What Michael Cohen confessed to in this guilty plea is one that he made these hush money payments to these women, one, in violation of election law, campaign finance law. How? Because, How? because they count as in-kind campaign contributions that weren't filed with the FEC. So if you're, if you're making campaign expenditures, which is what the prosecution will argue they were in the same way How? as buying an ad on TV or something. That's insane. That's that shit's not going to fly because as a, as a candidate, you can donate as much money an unlimited amount to your own campaign. I fail to see, how this relates to his campaign. There's that angle that complicates it a little bit too, but the problem there would be lack of disclosure because you still have to disclose campaign expenditures. This is these so much, even if that's true, this is so yeah. much less of a big deal than the left is making it out to be. Obama's guilty of this. Didn't he have to pay a ton of fines? He paid $375,000 in a campaign finance violation Oh, and violation this is the first time and... hearing of it because the left didn't give a shit. Yeah, they didn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> and the other thing Michael Cohen alleges, and this is what everybody's freaking out about, is that he did this at the direction of the president, that Trump supposedly said, shut these women up and also violate campaign finance law <laughs> when you do it. Yeah. Make sure to do that. That's the allegation. This is what Michael Cohen has confessed to. Um, and that's why... They're celebrating calling Trump an unindicted co-conspirator and things like this and committing a federal crime. Again, as you said, this would, even if we take Michael Cohen's word as true, and that's all we have right now is his word. We'll hear from Savannah Guthrie trying to get evidence in a moment. Ugh. The The law is, the law that he broke is campaign finance, not murder, campaign finance violations. Okay. Paul Manafort, meanwhile, Trump's former campaign chair, he was convicted on five counts of tax fraud, two counts of bank fraud, one count of failing to disclose a foreign bank account, there were 10 other charges on which there was a hung jury. Jury couldn't reach a decision. Pray so tell, of, do any of these relate to Russian collusion? <laughs> they do not, ah. but they do stem from Mueller's Russia investigation. So they are a product of Mueller's work, but they are not actually related to the scope of his work at all, Russian, Russia collusion, which is the reason why we have his probe in the first place. So and, and Paul Manafort committed these crimes years ago, way before he was involved with the president. Um, so really, for Paul Manafort, one, has nothing to do with Trump. Two, has nothing to do with Russian collusion, but that doesn't stop them from celebrating anyway. The most notable celebration of the Cohen and Manafort news this week was from Kathy Griffin, who did, I guess, what we're going to call, uh, or what I've heard the internet calling carrot topless, 
This is Kathy Griffin celebrating the Manafort and Cohen news. Dancing topless in front of the mirror at, I guess, her house. Or not the mirror, the window. At, I guess, her house. Something like that. What do you want me to say to that? Uh, I'm just thankful we don't have the view from the other side. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Now, as I said... I'm sitting down for breakfast on Wednesday morning. I turn on the news as I usually do. And first off, I'm really curious to hear about the Molly Tibbetts news because that had broken the day before. I want to hear about what's going on with this illegal alien who killed this girl. 20 solid minutes that Today Show covers Cohen and Manafort. And it's this huge deal. Two minutes you know, later about Molly Tibbetts. But for the first 20 minutes of the show, it's all Manafort and Cohen all the time. And as I said at the top of the show, it is negligent with the facts it is highly conspiratorial in its thinking and there are several points of advocacy within it including chuck todd basically advocating or telling paul ryan i don't know paul ryan you better start doing the articles of impeachment because uh the republicans are going to be looking for an out the republicans are all scared now that's what chuck todd has to say so this is long as i said but there are so many points in here that i have to address in this coverage that i had to leave this stuff in here we'll have to stop as we go so feel free to stop me at any time. But this is the uh, this is the Today Show on Wednesday morning. It's intensifying legal and political pressure on the president this morning. Here in New York, Michael Cohen, the president's once former attorney, once most loyal aide, pleading guilty to campaign finance charges, among others. At the very same time, the president's former campaign chair, Paul Manafort, was in a Virginia court being convicted on eight uh -huh. felony counts stemming from the special counsel's Russian and investigation. Else? And while all that was playing out, Facebook announced it has uncovered a new campaign with links directly to Russia and Iran to spread misinformation ahead of the midterm elections today. Michael, that is not related oh, at all. At all, they just yeah. sprinkle in this. And Russia is trying to get you with Facebook bots. Not related to Michael Cohen in any yeah. way. Not They're just trying to bolster their case uh, with, with the coincidence. Is this a coincidence? Now I get why they say, "Ooh, Michael Cohen pleads guilty." At the same time, Paul Manafort is found guilty. There's a, a guilty verdict against him. Plus, okay. Facebook, Russia, yeah. Those are loosely related things connected to the president. I get that. This third thing is the only reason it's in there is to give you some false impression that Russia is connected to these things, which if it's well, not. Well, well they're, they're talking about how all of these charges stem from the Russia investigation. Right. Which, isn't, isn't <laughs> which doesn't really... mean they're related to Russia at right. this point. Yeah, of course. Now, they aggregate these things to to conflate them. Now, Hallie Jackson comes in to give the Cohen side of the of these stories, and she's not just reporting what the Cohen news is; she's all but praising Cohen. Like, listen to this objective journalist and her Cohen take. Cohen's lawyer says he is ready to tell all, but frankly, Cohen has already said plenty in a federal courtroom. For years, remember, Cohen's job was to handle problems for his former boss, but now he's become the problem for the president. One big question today, how much, if at all, will Republicans who have supported the president talk about their concern about what's happened here? So far, we've heard from a spokesperson for Paul Ryan who says the House Speaker is aware of the guilty plea by Cohen, but will need more information. Bottom line, we're talking about a Trump campaign where the phrase lock her up came up at nearly every rally. But since Election Day, five people tied to the president or his campaign have been convicted of breaking the law. Thank you. Oh, oh man. Just breaking the law. <laughs> breaking the law. When you're a playboy millionaire and you're surrounded by incredibly rich people, 
they're going to be breaking the law. They're going to be breaking. They're going to be breaking some sort of law. None of these are related to Russian collusion. And as though there is no solid case that Hillary committed crimes I that actually know. jeopardized the security of this country. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll grant I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll grant her point that it appears that there was a case against Paul Manafort for things that he did that are unrelated to this president, unrelated to Russia. Fine. Prosecute him for that. It appears that Michael Cohen confessed to crimes. At this point, they don't implicate Trump, but for Cohen's claim that they do without evidence, there is no evidence as of yet. And when it comes out, I'll look at it. But as of yet, there's no evidence that Trump himself committed a crime except for Michael Cohen's claim. And weeks ago or months ago, when Cohen was still the personal lawyer of Trump, do you think they would just believe any claim he made right. at that time? Now that the, now that he hates Trump, now that he's flipped, they just take his word for it. Yeah. It's the only evidence they have is... He, they, they're taking his word for it because he said it in a guilty plea. So it must be true. Now, Cohen's lawyer, Lanny Davis, he joins to interview with Savannah Guthrie. And I mentioned this early, earlier. Savannah's going to say, well, hey, do you have evidence that Trump directed Cohen to break the law? And he says, yes, definitively. Because deflect, Cohen deflect. said it. And then Savannah's like, well, you have, do you have like documents evidence? or recordings? We'll see about that, but you should go to michaelcohentruth.com and give him money. And he says it again to Megyn Kelly, and the audience laughs in his face. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of the best clips. Michael Cohen's attorney, Lanny Davis, is with us now. But let me ask you, because Michael Cohen, it's his word, and as you say, Rudy Giuliani seems to back that up with some prior statements saying that, yes, in fact, the president knew that these payments to the porn star, the hush money, were being made. But does he have any other evidence, anything to corroborate it? Are there documents? Yes. He does. What, what kind yes. of evidence? 100% definitive. They said to the special counsel, President Trump directed the word that used was used in court yesterday. So there's no dispute on that. I get that. Is there anything else? Documents, recording, anything else? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. We'll see. Right now, Michael Cohen needs help from the American people to tell the truth. And we've set up a website, michaelcohentruthfund.com. Is Michael Cohen prepared to testify before Congress on this issue or before a grand jury on everything he knows? Michael Cohen has committed to telling the truth to whoever wants him to tell the truth. Could I just take one opportunity to remind everyone <laughs> that Michael Cohen has suffered a tragic and difficult experience with his family. He's without resources. Yeah. And we've set up a website called michaelcohentruth.com that we're hoping that he will get some help from the American people so he can continue to tell the truth. The, the audience is not, they don't know if you're ready to donate, Lanny, but I, we did check before we went to air. It's got $70,000 in it so far. Last question. There's one person okay. who could make. Sorry, the stream took a hiccup there for a second again. I don't I think, um, Maybe internet problems or something tonight. But uh, but the interesting point, so he's he's going on NBC and he's promoting this website, michaelcohentruthfund.com. Jesus, let me, I'm going to let this sit for a second because it's dipping again. Make sure our stream is good. Uh-oh. I think we're, I think we're all right. Uh, anyway, so he's, he's promoting this site, michaelcohentruthfund.com, and that is the site for Michael Cohen's GoFundMe. But... With Megyn Kelly there, he said michaelcohentruth.com. Well, if you go to michaelcohentruth.com, 
it redirects now to the president's campaign website so you can support President Trump and go to his events and things like that. Many thanks to whoever is responsible for that. So he's not even getting his website right while he's being laughed at people. Yeah. Definitively. Um, I have definitive proof because definitive, he said it. Definitive it. evidence. Yes. Uh, Savannah Guthrie's like, do you anything else? Is there any evidence? Yeah. Now, next, she asks him, hey, would, uh, is Michael Cohen hoping for a pardon from the president? Listen to what he says. Make Michael Cohen's legal problems go away in an instant. It's Donald Trump. Is he hoping for a pardon from President Trump? Not only is he not hoping for, he would not accept a pardon. He considers a pardon from somebody who has acted so corruptly as president uh, to be something he would never accept. The conviction. Oh, good. Why were you the personal lawyer? <laughs> Okay, I would never accept a, 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 par a pardon from somebody who is so corrupt, but I will serve as his personal lawyer for many years. Many years, okay, right. What? Yeah, also, what? why would he want to close that door? I mean, Trump's never going to pardon him, ever. Fuck that guy. No, of course not. Like, you cross Trump like this, and Trump's not going to bail you out. I, I would be shocked if that happened. Mm -hmm. But imagine if it did, and Cohen's like, no, I'm going to do a multi-year prison sentence yeah. for principles. Okay, dude. Yeah have fun enjoy yeah. that who the hell would do that now Kristen welker covers the manafort uh side of this story i'll i'll offer my commentary after this just pay attention to what she says and how Wait, she connects this to russia really quick somebody just brought this up in the live chat it's a good point wouldn't it not matter whether or not you accept the pardon if you are pardoned you get that's another angle do you have that option like can you say you can't be like that's what no. i'm saying no i want the prison sentence and the felonies do yeah, you get I that think choice that there's nothing you could do about it you would just get pardoned yeah punish pardon him for punishment <laughs> all right sorry anyway so Kristen welker's gonna tell us about manafort and just connect it to russia just because it's it's Mueller, so it's russia okay of Paul Manafort is another blow to President Trump and a boost for special counsel Robert Mueller. Manafort was among the first charged as a part of the special counsel investigation and now Mueller can claim a win in court despite sustained attacks by President Trump. Overnight, the president in West Virginia energizing the Trump faithful with a familiar line of attack. Where is the collusion? But just hours earlier, real results for the special counsel. A jury found former Trump campaign chair Paul Manafort guilty on eight of 18 criminal counts. So let's dive into this there. Right, but where is the collusion? They say Trump, Trump's talking about no Russian collusion, but just hours before, Paul Manafort convicted on things from a decade ago that have nothing totally to do with Russian financial crimes what? that should be dealt with through an audit. This is such negligent yeah. journalism. They want you, you see it when they talk about the Russian bots. And in this case, they want to connect this to Russia just so that sticks in your mind, even though there's no factual connection whatsoever. Yeah. And, and they, <laughs> they do this without apology. This is this is conspiratorial. They talk about fake news and conspiracy theorizing and stuff. This is yeah. so. This is such tinfoil this nonsense. This is why the Food Network has better ratings than CNN. <laughs> I can't, I couldn't believe that segment when I saw it, and it's only to be topped by Chuck Todd coming in after this. They say, "Well, well, let's get to the political angle. What's going to happen?" And Chuck Todd says. Oh boy, if you're Paul Ryan, you better think about uh, you better think about uh, assigning a committee to draft up the articles of impeachment so that you have a an out when it gets too politically hot. Paul Ryan's probably like, "Oh, well, you're right." 
And listen to what he says, too. There's a point where, he, well, I'll stop it. But he says, a functional Congress would consider impeachment at this point. But this isn't a functional Congress. It's controlled by Republicans. Okay, Mr. Objective Journalist. <laughs> Mr. Moderator. Like crawled out of a sewer, too. Let's of Meet the Press. Good political Lord. and legal ramifications facing the president. You now have the president of the United States accused of committing a federal crime. The way a functional Washington would work is that Congress, there is a process here. The sitting president is accused of a crime. The Judiciary Committee and the House of Representatives would begin to look to see if there's enough evidence to start investigating and drawing up articles of impeachment. But this is not a functional Congress. This is a Congress controlled by Republicans. They'd have to do this on their own president. Uh -huh. I do think Paul Ryan needs to think long and hard about the future of the Republican Party. This is your last chance off this train. And it looks like Manafort and Cohen only have more to say, only may cooperate more. This could get worse. Ryan's retiring. I think he actually could do the party a favor. And if you just start the procedure in the House Judiciary Committee, you give some home, you give some place for Republicans getting nervous to say, hey, you know what? Let's start an investigation and we'll go from there. Who is getting nervous about this? What are you talking so, about, dude? It's so insane that, that everybody's acting like there's some bombshell that's being repressed. Yeah. It's like everything is out there. There, this is just nothing. This, this First, is nothing. This is, this there is are, imploding. There are no Republicans who feel like, oh, I need political cover from the impending Trump impeachment. If anything, I think this kind of news coverage and the threat of impeachment will actually motivate Republican voters to come right. out and vote in the midterms. This kind of stuff, as someone who's, I, I think I'm more available to libertarian libertarian candidates than Republican candidates. This kind of thing, where you're threatening the legit the the office of a legitimately right. elected president. Okay, dude, no, you're not going to be doing that. All of a sudden, I'm more motivated to vote Republican purely out of spite or protectionism for at least the integrity of the office of president. This sort of stuff right. motivates me against them very strongly. Not to mention, this is not the first time they've talked uh, about impeachment like it was an impending event. Like, yes. like it was definitely going. They have done this, I don't know, no fewer than, I would say, seven times. They've, they've seriously entertained this. And take a step back and consider the obstacles to impeachment beyond just the party control and things like that. So first off, the crime is not confirmed. As we spoke to, the campaign... Again, campaign finance violations not confirmed. So first off, all we have about the evidence is Michael Cohen's claim that Trump directed him to do it. Beyond that, it's not even clear that what they did is a campaign finance violation because you'd have to prove it is a campaign expenditure. You could credibly argue that Trump pays off women all the time, which, by the way, he does right. for not political right. reasons. And even if you could make this out to be campaign related, it's not going to shift his base very much. And it's not that bad of a crime. And that, that's the other part is, is the crime actually high enough? Is it severe enough? It's not. Enough? This is never going to get past the Senate. This is a futile endeavor. Yeah, I don't, that's, I don't know and what that's your the, MO is here. Yeah, that's the judgment of Congress. But as, as you mentioned earlier, recall that President Obama, previous people, in addition to previous people running for office, have committed lots of campaign finance violations. And they've settled them with fines or whatever else. Nobody cares because it's not that big of a deal. Another interesting factor here, the crime, the alleged crime, took place before the presidency, not during the presidency. Right. It's a very dicey you can't precedent. You can for something that you've done prior to being president, can you? 
it's it's very dicey. It's a it's a difficult it's it's kind of an unclear question. The real answer is Congress can impeach for whatever the hell they want, but That's it's fair. a dangerous precedent to set. It's one you worry about. Like, oh, revelations came out that the president did something when he was twenty five. You're gonna remove a president from office for something like that? No, it's, it's difficult. No. Uh, and it's not changing the rights perception of Trump because this is something the the horrors. This is something we accepted about him as his main flaw before we elected. Him. Yeah. And that's that's really the other angle about this is, yes, the re- the allegation that he directed his lawyer to commit a campaign finance violation is new. But the theme of like infidelity with women and just being a playboy, those are not new themes. Those have already gone through the court of public opinion. And in general, you'd like these things to be to be uh, solved at the ballot box rather than yep. through impeachment. You mentioned earlier about the process again. Even if the Democrats took control of the House and, and filed articles of impeachment, you're going to need a two-thirds supermajority in the it's Senate. not going to happen. Never going to happen. By the way, Democrats might lose seats in the Senate. Zero yeah. percent chance. Zero yeah. percent chance and based on the facts we have here. And even if some incredible stroke of luck that happened, then you have President Pence. Then what? Impeach him, too. I've Ow, seen them posting I mean, all over social media because they, they, they get that question all the time. Okay, you got your grand political victory of removing Trump from office. Enjoy President Pence. Impeach him, too, for association with the crimes. Okay. And, and it doesn't end. By the time they got all this through, it would just be time for a new election anyway. Yes. Yeah, basically. Um, if you're not convinced to vote for Democrats <laughs> to get Trump out of office, by the way, uh, consider this. Huffington Post running this article. Here are 52 Trump investigations that Democrats plan oh, if they win the midterms. So if you're if you're eager for more congressional investigations, if you'd like to see more of the government investigating itself till the end of time, vote Democrat <laughs> and they can waste your tax dollars for a million bajillion years investigating oh the government investigating government forever. Please Even the sign left me has up. to be sick of this by now. Nobody yeah. wants to see that. And by the way, as you mentioned earlier, People don't care. NBC Wall Street Journal poll. NBC is going to run this piece on the Today Show with Chuck Todd clamoring for impeachment. Their own poll shows Trump's approval is, quote, remarkably stable after a stormy week of bad news that you guys created, by the way. So Trump yeah. Trump's approval stayed uh, stayed the same at 46%. The same poll finds a nine-point, or maybe it was eight-point. I think I mistyped. Eight-point generic congressional ballot advantage for Democrats. That's also largely unchanged. So all of this just absolute nonsense, all of this shrieking yeah. But I love seeing them get so excited knowing that their hopes are going to be dashed. And this is probably the most energetic they've been about impeachment. They've done this before, but perhaps with less zeal. And it's never going to happen. It's not going to never going to happen. You, you, maybe you defeat him by at the ballot box in 2020, although I don't think that's likely. Uh, it, it's not <laughs> this impeachment nonsense. Please run on impeachment, run on impeachment and more investigations, Democrats. Mm-hmm. So that, so that Trump can say, well, you may not like me, but I bet your wallet does. And then on the other side, no, uh, we're going to run on booting him out of office and spending all your tax money on endless investigations. <laughs> I know which platform I'm going to vote for. Yeah. Centrists are disgusted by this never ending government inter investigation. Yeah, I, I hate this crap. Yeah. I really hate this crap. I don't. Inter government investigation? I don't, you I don't know what the term would. Yeah, the government investigating itself yeah. forever. Yeah. Circular government investigation. Yes. And it's just bad precedent, too, because then it just incentivizes the Republicans to come in power again and do the same damn thing. Democrat abuse of power. We're going to investigate it. Okay. Right. Can we just have 
function in Congress, that would be great. But, you know, it's not a functional Congress, as Chuck Todd says, because it's run by Republicans. Tune in for objective political news on Meet the Press next Sunday. Hacks. Good God. Okay, that's all I have to say. We actually got through that quicker than I thought. But, man, did that just enrage me Wednesday morning. And, again, 20 minutes of that, two or three minutes of Molly Tibbetts. That's incredible. That, that's Some girl in was. Iowa. Some yes. girl. It was, it was, uh, now what's interesting, I saw Sally Cohn tweeting because I look at this and I actually tweeted out Wednesday morning. Today's show just, just ran 20 minutes on likely impeachment for Trump after Cohen and Manafort, two to three minutes on Molly Tibbetts priorities. And a lot of people were talking about that. Sally Cohn is tweeting out at the same time. Fox news right now is talking about a suspect in a murder case instead of Cohen and Manafort. Can you believe it? And I, I thought, well, it was another example where it's like, wow, we really do live in totally different, different worlds, worlds for, for us to look at this and you to have that reaction because it's totally right. He's just a suspect in a murder. Who cares? OK, right. nobody was killed in this. These are financial crimes. Yeah. By crooked people, people we knew were already rich, crooked, self-centered people. Pretty much. It's incredible to me. Well, yeah. we have to talk about South Africa. Should we take a break? Yeah, this is going to take a little while, too. So if you want to crank out a few. All right. Mafia Guido, I'm not sure what's funnier. What's a funnier joke from Chelsea Handler that something of hers will be funny or that she's borderline pretty. (laughs) Yes. Good. Yeah. And she's always posting pictures of her on Instagram or whatever the fuck in her underwear and in bathing. You remember that blonde's disease picture we covered a few weeks ago where she was topless with a baby and she censored out her nipples, but she was wearing a diaper for some reason in that pose she had like her legs splayed out and yeah, she was she, in a diaper also she was like in a baby pose yeah like yeah. the way a baby would lay down on its back it's like okay i can i can take a certain amount of social media whoring from women in their 20s but there's something so sad about a woman in her 40s doing it mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know and kathy griffin falls in that category too uh, jay yeah, rock absolutely you she's also childless but uh you better watch what you say about mccain or the Illuminamish will cut your screen maybe that's what's <laughs> happening it might uh, be that tonight. We have had some network difficulties. So uh, Hassan Chop that, says, haven't been able to tune in live for the last couple of weeks. Now struggling with shakes and withdrawals. Here's some coin hmm. for my fix. Ah, I wow. should have read that through. Drug-like. I was, yeah, yeah, really. Thanks uh, for tuning in, man. Uh, AZ Archer coming soon. Chelsea Handler and Mich- Mitchell Wolf, by I presume Michelle, uh, star in a brand new comedy talk show. Netflix presents Shrill Cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually tune in for that one for the yeah. honesty. <laughs> Yeah. Peter Manning says, aw, shit, oops. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you, you, Peter. Spencer Vett just found out my cousin is transitioning from female to male. It's very sad. Mm. She was always very smart and never showed signs of it until she went to Portland State. There it is. Mm. Then she went lesbian. Now this. Just tell her to write it out, and then the, that phase will end, and then she can marry a dude. Like, yeah, I mean, it's... At least, I guess, at least in a case like this, it's an adult making decisions about herself. That's that's the only. Yeah, but I'm pretty convinced that everybody that's younger than 24 is basically retarded. I mean, that's how I was. I was, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) That's why you would hope that she doesn't make any permanent alterations. Well, she's transitioning. I presume that she's on hormonal treatment. No walking that back. I mean, I don't know what that means. Yeah, so. AZ Archer wanted to send that last Sunday, but I was driving through Maryland as always. Keep it classy. And may Matt and his new boy toy have a wonderful <sighs> evening. They will. You, they you know will. what? Where's, where's 
I can't even find my... No, no. I, I prepped one just for this, but I can't find... Here, here you go. You suck, you jackass. That's for the main people. <laughs> Big LC, on a less spicy note, did you see George Soros tweet eulogizing John McCain, calling him a brave warrior for human rights who stood up against repression and torture? WTF. You know if you have Wait. George Soros's... Oh, it was Soros who praised him. Okay. Seal of approval that you're probably a uh, piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, no I guess. <laughs> sure. I mean, I don't, I, I really have trouble interpreting all of the McCain praise because I do think a lot of it is just purely politically motivated as opposed to some of it is genuine admiration for a colleague and for a politician. But I think a lot of it is like anti-Trump virtue signally politically motivated stuff like that. Like we saw with Huffington Post. Yeah. Yamafego, John McCain said he was pro-life. Then he died. What a hypocrite. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I like that one, though. That one's good. Kamora good. Whitaker, can I ask for some advice? My sister-in-law is an SJW, but I'm afraid to confront her or she might cut my contact with my niece. Suggestions? Oh, that's tough. Um, I don't know. I try to keep it. I would say I try to keep it friendly, but... I really just say what I whatever I want in front of my leftist family members. I try to avoid political discussion with people unless they force it upon me. And if they force it upon me, if I know that rebuttal is going to cause conflict, I might just ask them, hey, you know, pol if politics are controversial, could we just leave them out of our relationship? Maybe she'd be receptive to that. Oh, that's so sweet. Now an answer but from somebody more spiteful and hateful. What I would <laughs> do in this situation is create a comparable level of leverage financial or otherwise so that if she tries to pull any shit on you you can pull your leverage too and then it affects mm. your life mutually assured it, destruction is, it, is it depends how deep she's into it because for some people even just being apolitical is like offensive to them because you're not acknowledging the struggle or whatever else yeah the struggle is real take uh, my approach that, first if it doesn't work go with blonde <laughs> That's, yeah, I agree. All right. <laughs> I agree with that. Agent Flippy says, I support illegal immigration. I love David Hogg. I'm with her. There you go, Matt. Enjoy those sound bites. Ha <sighs> <laughs> ha. It's all good. Appreciate it. Come on. Keep it Thank you. Time. Never. Will Ander, having a terrible day today. Here's some money to perhaps make me feel better and to support you guys. We all win. Oh, I hope you have a better day, Will. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, hopefully things work out. Sorry to hear that. Um, a big donation from our new benefactress. Is that correct? BB Soros? No, Maria Jameson. Oh, Maria no Soros. Note. Okay. Um, Actually, I need to shut up. I need to stop smearing her. I know. What's <laughs> wrong with you? It's a joke. It's a joke in the same Commence way. with the ass chat... kissing. Yeah, I know. Our chat teases me, so I feel like I can tease back a little bit. Oh, thank you, Maria. We really appreciate your donations. Uh, let's just do a few more right now, and then we'll move on to this other topic that's going to make Matt flip his table. Kevin Smith, everyone else is sending $10 super chats. I didn't want to feel left out. And you aren't, Kevin. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. SB, John McCain's cancer should be removed and, aw <laughs> and awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Great show, guys. Let us hope these things come to freeze. Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters come to mind. That is so funny. I said that right before the show. Oh, God. Uh, and last one. A big I can't donation. That someone have so much like hate in their heart carry on uh mr president matt and i once made love at at&t park i fed my fastballs like a mad bum until he busted a posy full of <laughs> linsec lincecum i don't know what that <laughs> is it's, it's yeah yeah he's a former giants pitcher tim lincecum 
Lincecum. Yeah, That's it's uh, it's Giants baseball references. That's, I <laughs> yeah. totally know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. Good ones. Wish President Lambert some luck stuck in NorCal for a couple of weeks. Thank you, Mr. Mm. President. We appreciate that. That was pretty gay. Well, um, hopefully maybe you can make it to a Giants game, at least. I don't I don't think they're politicized these days. I liked going to Giants games when I lived in the Bay. It's a very nice stadium. Uh, AT&T on the bank. Some bug flying around me. I feel like Walter White in that episode with the fly. Like, I have to kill it. Wow, was that a pop culture reference? I know. Huh. Yeah, dude. I guess let's talk about South Africa. Okay, so, well... Fill me in. Okay. As somebody who, as I, as I've said repeatedly, as we talk about this, I'm very much a, a South Africa layman, not only in the history of apartheid and such, but in terms of what is being proposed and uh, proposed and or enacted now. So before we get to Trump's tweet, fill me in on like, what's what the policy right. controversy is in South Africa. So on August 1st, the South African president um, announced that the ANC, which is the African National Congress, plans to change their constitution to allow the expropriation of land without compensation, um, as whites do own most of the land. I think it's around so 70%. So for, for, for the unsophisticated layman, expropriation meaning guys with guns come to your property and take it? Is that what we're talking about? Right. And, and so they've effectively already begun this process, first by not prosecuting any of the farm murders of which there are tons. Um, I think that I, I read today there are 169 to 220 farm murders per 100,000. The murder rate in the United States is 4.88 per 100,000. Hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And okay. there's no data. No, there's no government data for the last seven years. So they're going to take land from white farmers specifically. That is a part of the proposal is we're yes. going to take it by race Yes. And we're going to give you one tenth of the value. So it's not, well, it's not. They're going to take it without compensation. But what they've already started doing outside of not uh, uh, prosecuting for the, for the farm murders is trying to pay people that have a, a farm for $500,000. They're like, we'll give you 50 grand for it. Okay. And, so and they're doing this. Like, Go fuck yourself. And they're doing this under the reasoning that under apartheid, black people were prohibited from. Is it buying all property, some property? I'm not they couldn't be sure. they couldn't be landowners of some land or all land. Basically, under apartheid, white people accumulated property and wealth, and black people didn't. And they're trying to correct that. That's the policy right. aim. Okay. Um. So on, I believe Wednesday, the State Department issued this unbelievable statement about South Africa moving to expropriate white-owned farmland, and they offered assurances that the country was engaged in an open process and then praised their democracy. Mm. I, was, I, I was watching Tucker, and he read the, um, the State Department uh, letter, and I was, and this, I was like, I can't even fucking This was it. before Trump's tweet. This was before Trump's tweet. So okay. Trump saw Tucker. He watched the show. Yeah. I believe it was uh, his Wednesday show. And then he tweeted... I have asked Secretary of State Pompeo to closely study the South, Af South Africa land and farm seizures and expropriations and the large-scale killing of farmers. Um, South African government is now seizing land from white farmers. Okay. And then this gets headlines like the one I'm looking at in the Huffington Post. Donald Trump sparks outrage by tweeting white nationalist talking point. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then if you scroll down... Uh, I, I couldn't believe this either. Other tweeters saw Trump's tweet as a thumbs up 
to right-wing extremists and an attempt to distract people from the conviction of his former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, <laughs> on eight charges. Don't say what the charges are. And his former personal lawyer, Michael Cohen's, this pleading is... guilty to bank fraud, tax fraud, and campaign finance violation. And then this... they proceed to list a bunch of random-ass tweets. Rugging random tweets. From... Oh, yeah, just just random. Yeah, like random journalists and stuff being like, oh, it's a racist talking point or whatever. How is this a, this ra is... a racist talking point? A bunch of people are yeah. getting murdered and they're like, talk about these well, trumped up charges. First off, I love how every outlet is doing this. We saw this on the Today Show last week or the week before where they say, why is Trump doing this? Is it to cover up for all the terrible news that we created? <laughs> right, right. So you create terrible news and then he talks about something that is of consequence and actually is important. And you go, why aren't you talking about the terrible news that we drummed we created, Yeah. Okay. He just won't play their game. Right. So this is where the, the, this is where I got confused because I'm not someone with a detailed understanding of what's going on here, but I keep seeing them calling this conspiratorial and it's like a white nationalist uh, conspiracy theory or whatever. And I thought, okay, so what, what are you actually calling conspiratorial? And as far as I can tell, they're calling the f the racially motivated farm murders right, a conspiracy theory. Right, but they're calling theory? that conspiratorial because there's no government data on this for the last seven years. And, okay, so, but, but the other part of it is Trump's not talking about that. He's talking about the land seizure, which is not a conspiracy. This is a, this is a policy proposal that is becoming, that's moving right. its way through their Congress or whatever it is. Well, the farm murders aren't conspiracies either. I mean, I I guess I've seen enough information on that to believe it, but I guess my perspective is that's not even what he's talking about, though. He's not talking about, wow, murders of, racially motivated murders of white farmers in South Africa are bad. He's saying, hey, look at this. No, he says, and the large-scale killing of farmers. I oh, I guess, yeah, okay. I guess you're right. I got to be fair there. Yeah. But he doesn't say, he says large-scale killing of farmers. He, he doesn't didn't say, say white farmers. Right, and he didn't say for racial motive, ra racial motivation. I mean, come on, but that's definitely what he means. Okay, fine. But I still don't Nobody's grant that this is... Nobody's killing black farmers, one, because there are I none. still don't grant that this is a white nationalist talking point. I grant that <laughs> grant that there's enough reality here that it's something to be discussing. It's outrageous. Let's so, talk about this global news. This was just... Yeah, I loved this. I loved this. Tell So... You want to walk through this and then no, I want you to talk walk about it. Okay, okay. So <laughs> I saw Lauren Southern tweeting about this because she was all upset about global news through AP, the Associated Press, basically tweeting or uh, promoting this article, South Africa fact checks Trump on white farmers tweet. And they say, watch as uh, Julius Malema corrects Trump on this, um, on this nonsense, on this, on this fake point or whatever. Where's his quote in here? He, he, he tweets about... Uh, white genocide he says there is no white genocide in south africa julius malema says but there is black genocide in the usa black people are killed every day there there is a black genocide uh here in south africa too just recently a farmer was convicted for the murder of a black farmer see told you <laughs> that's what trump was talking about because he didn't specify there is <laughs> So they're saying, oh, man, Julius Malema really got Trump. There's no white genocide issue. Well, uh, Trump's not really tweeting about that anyway. But it, it, the question is, who is Julius Malema? And this is what Lauren Southern was tweeting about. Julius Malema is the, the leader of this economic, uh, the economic freedom fighters, yeah. a, um, a far left political party started in 2013. And they're the people Julius Malema personally in this political party are behind this land expropriation policy. So 
not only do they quote Malema in this story, but they also say uh, th- this quote here, South Africa, this is how they characterize it. South Africa is in the throes of racially charged national debate over land reform, a lawful process that seeks to correct the legacy of decades of white minority rule that stripped blacks of their land. It's a lawful process, though, just like the lawful stoning in Saudi Arabia. You know, that is just <laughs> it's, it's lawful. Unbelievable to me. Yeah, and this is this is objective journalisming apparently. Um, also, and it's this important is the fact to point check. out, and I saw some people uh, mentioning this in the live chat. Um, these black people were not stripped of their land. The Boers predate; it was uninhabited land when they settled. Okay. I was South Africa. I was curious about that too because most there of were the claims... Bantus that arrived slightly later, but they also, I believe, are from uh, northern areas of Africa and are not native to South Africa. So white people what... were there. First, this was that's, uninhabited, that's uncultivated land. That's what I hear claimed is, yeah, that, that the white people went in, stole their land from Bullshit. them, and we have to correct this. I don't know enough of the history, but I, but that's always claimed, and I don't see it challenged very frequently. Of course, this media is not going to do that, but the question is, one, why is Julius Malema an objective source on this, given his status as an advocate for a particular policy? But two... Just how crazy is this man? How crazy is this man? And as, as I said, not somebody I've looked into previously, but he previously was, uh, at least as of 2010, faced controversy for singing this Kill the Boar song. And the lyrics are what? Kill, is it Kill the Farmer? Kill the, what is it? Kill, let me find the, Kill the farmer, kill the boar. Boars being white South African people. The lyrics of the song sung in Zulu translate to kill the farmer, kill the boar. Uh, The recent singing of this song by firebrand ANC youth wing leader Julius Malema, who argues that black South Africans have not benefited enough from 16 years of democracy, drew anger from whites and other minority groups. Okay, that's like the most sane thing he's said. Uh, His commentary that we have in video here is even more crazy. So if you believe that the white genocide claims are conspiratorial, maybe that's true in terms of the practical reality now, but it's not that conspiratorial if you're going based on what Julius Malema has said in the past. Listen to this um, this interview clip. Well, a couple different interview clips. Here's Julius Malema saying, listen, we're not talking about killing white people yet, but... There's a lot of qualifiers on this. This is Julius Malema. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'm saying to you, we've not called for the killing of white people, at least for now. I can't guarantee the future. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you'd understand somebody watching that, especially as it gets shared on Twitter, they freak out. Uh, it sounds yeah, like it's, a genocidal. It's our fault uh, for misinterpreting. Cry babies. I'm not calling for they, the slaughter they, of white people, at least for now. They, uh, we, uh, I can't give you. How racist of him to mimic his accent. Yeah. That that's wow. What a jerk. I can't give you a guarantee of the future, he says. Guarantee of the future. Especially when things are going the way they are. Subtext. Especially think if things are going the way they are, there will be a revolution in this country, I can tell you now. Okay, and then Julius Molema is hosting a press conference within the last couple of weeks. This is what I was teasing earlier. And he says, You know what's going on is the Jews are training right wing white snipers in Pretoria to snipe black people. This is a fact check, or another fact check from Julius Malema. As our stream dips out, hold on, I'm gonna wait till the stream comes back because it's 
Dipping out for a second. Okay. I, I don't want this to be cut off. This is Julius Malema talking about Jewish trained white right wing anti black snipers. We know that the first response will be killing. They will kill us for that. There's a group of white right wingers who are being trained by Jews in Pretoria to be snipers. Snipers. They are training in a farm in Pretoria. We know it. To be snipers. So we know that death is the first price we are prepared to pay. Okay. You have any thoughts on that? You, you know more about South Africa than I do. Are there Jewish trained snipe, Jewish training sniper camps? I mean, this was such an insane claim for me. I, I don't even know what he's talking about. I don't either. But if the evidence comes out, I'll take a look at it. <laughs> now, here's the here's the worst part is Trump's tweeting about the expropriation of land, the, the seizure of land. Is from- he talking about Israelis? I have no idea. Don't ask me to explain that quote. That makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Maybe there are, I don't know. Maybe, I have no idea. I have no, I, I assume there's some like nugget of truth to what he's talking. There's some basis for what he's right, talking about. Right. But it's just, just the so, phrasing was, it, the, the phrasing yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. So this is the worst part is, of course, Trump is accused of tweeting a white nationalist talking point conspiracy theory about this expropriation of land Julius Malema comes out and calls Trump a pathological liar, rips Trump personally for this tweet, and then explains the policy. And the policy explanation is, we're taking land from white people to fix past wrongs. Okay, it's not consp- This is what the guy behind the policy admits to. How right. is this a conspiracy? He's describing it in his own words. A strong message to the USA authorities, just like we did with the Australian authorities. Stay out of South Africa's domestic affairs. South Africa is a post-colonial country seized with deep racial inequalities that were long designed by apartheid and colonialism. Our land expropriation program seeks to realize the ideal of equality and human dignity. Through land expropriation, we are forcing the white people to share the land which was gained through a crime against the humanity of black people and African people in particular. We must put it on record that Donald pathological liar Trump were not scared of you and your USA or Western imperialist forces. And you can hear a few journalists there. Ooh, I'm so giddy. He ripped Trump. God, I love it when he rips Trump. He's... What Trump tweeted and what he just described are the same exact thing, yet I'm being told that it's it's a conspiracy theory. God, this outcome is so predictable. Hmm. I I don't know how many times I have to say this, but like a a famine is imminent. Cape Town's almost out of water anyway. You would. Yeah. I mean, I don't foresee this this policy, if enacted, having good outcomes. No, No, all these people that have no experience farming the land are going to figure out these these irrigation systems and what to do. What were you saying the other day? You're like, if somebody gave me a plot of land and and they were like, farm this, I'd be like, uh yeah yeah we were talking about that on wednesday like do i dig a hole and put seeds yeah, in it and water? I mean, how do i what i mean i'm sure i could figure it out eventually but it would be several years of struggle yeah and what 60 million people live in south africa four million are white let's say two and a half million white people leave that leaves you know 56 57 million people math is hard well um you know th- that are going to be in in danger of 
starvation. And then they're going to ask for foreign aid. Yeah, to his point, you say U.S., yeah, stay out of our affairs. Gladly. Fine. Fine. Gladly. I just don't want us to send them any money or any other, you know, any other type of aid. Right. But then when this happens, the left is going to somehow blame this on white people. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. If white people just left randomly so that all these Africans would starve, this is a white nationalist conspiracy to starve (laughs) Africans. Of course. Now, who do you think is more crazy between Julius Malema and Al Sharpton? Malema, but what Sharpton said was pretty funny, albeit predictable. Al Sharpton gets on MSNBC and he says, this is nothing but neo-Nazi propaganda. And how do we know? We know because David Duke says he agrees with the president. So if David Duke agrees with it, then it's Nazi propaganda. So what's the president doing here? Well, I think he's doing what he does often in these uh, United States. And that is he's trying to distract from this uh, cloud he's now clearly under with the Manafort convictions and what with the Michael they Cohen always go to this stupid uh, taking point. a plea. He goes to race. And what better way than to, to give this? <laughs> just, just, just so we're clear. Professional race baiter Al Sharpton is ripping somebody else for being obsessed with race. I know. It's hypocrisy. Okay. Carry on. Neo-Nazi propaganda hmm. that white farmers are being killed in South Africa when in fact that is not true, not based on them being white. Just one more thing. David Duke has endorsed this tweet and applauded the president for this tweet, saying Russia has already agreed to take in 15,000 white South Africans. Your move, Mr. President. Thank you. So uh, David Duke and, and, and that ilk is who pushes this. This is who the president gets in bed with. There are no facts. <laughs> so because someone treats their agreement, the president is in bed with in him. Bed David, David Duke breathes oxygen. So I suggest Al Sharpton right. and Katie Turr protest by stopping that. But that on would... <laughs> that point, I will say R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Yeah. He's right. I mean, are we going to take these people or not? We'll take all these illegal immigrants from Mexico that are murdering people, but we can't take a bunch of self-sufficient white South Africans. Why? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just highly annoyed by the point that, like, if if David Duke says it's a good idea or agrees with a premise, uh uh-oh, there goes Blonde. Let's see if we can get her back. One moment. (laughs) I guess she's gone. Super Chat. Well, this is not good, people. Hopefully she can get back in here. I will sit around for a minute and check Super Chat and see uh, see what happens. I don't even remember who left off. Let me see if I can find it here. Or uh, who was the last super chatter? 
Okay. And I don't see any... Let me see if Blonde's on Skype, too. See if she's messaged me that way. Looks like she is offline. Oh, maybe not. I don't see any message from her, so who knows what's going on. Uh, gosh, where do we leave off, guys? Sorry about this. I appreciate everybody who's putting up with the interruption. Maria we went with... Uh, let's see. Um, okay, Boogeyman917, I think we did. Or maybe we didn't. He says, with this latest tragedy, Blonde is correct. We will hear about it because it was a white male doing the shooting. Uh, if it's a loony Iranian lady, we won't. <laughs> that's, that's true. Thank you, uh, Boogeyman. Uh, Crisco Twister says, love the show. Uh, I watch it every morning once I get to work. I... Uh, I am able to finally be here live. Thanks for the excellent stream. Well, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Angel of Darkness. First time I've managed to catch the catch you guys live. Uh, here's some of my tip money I'd otherwise spend on makeup I don't need. Well, that is much appreciated. But be sure to treat, treat yourself. If you spend it on makeup, that's just fine too. Appreciate it. Uh, JCKDDSN. Sounds like Geraldo trying to protect his slave labor, perhaps. Maybe we ought to have an ICE investigation on the Geraldo estate. Redicus says, so our liberal slave labor needs to be respected because they broke our laws. The legal immigrants are often the victims of these illegals. Crowder, change my mind, build the wall. I'm sure there's a lot of truth to that, yeah. Uh, Vox XXXOZ. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Donation, no comment. Thank you. David Harkin says, I wonder how the media would have, uh, would have handled this story if Molly Tibbetts was killed by a Russian, therefore white illegal immigrants. Interesting. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Ian O'Byrne says, hey, all lucked out uh, with another Monday off here in Japan, Chair Force. Uh, thanks for serving. Appreciate it. Kudos from the future. Uh, and be sure to read Ron Unz's McCain war criminal article when Tokyo Rose uh, ran for president. Well, thanks, man. Uh, oh, Vox uh, did leave a message. He said, forgot to put a message in the last one. No biggie, though. It was just uh, to call Matt gay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for supporting the show. Eric says, 13% of our federal prison populace is made of illegal aliens uh, on crimes unrelated to illegal immigration. That's, that's very high. Legal immigrants are five times more likely to commit serious crimes than natural-born citizens. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but I find it to be believable. I'll have to look into it. Thank you, Eric. Jason takes uh, thoughts on QAnon. Love the show. God bless Montana and Idaho. I actually don't know much at all about QAnon. My understanding is this is, was this some sort of like a somebody, uh, I forget which platform he was on, like a Reddit or a 4chan. Oh, Blonde's power went out. So as, after I finish these super chats here, we'll have to think about, I guess I'll finish off the show solo. Oh, now she's back. Oh, you are? I thought I thought maybe your power was down. You my able to building's power went out. Wow. Hold on. Let me oh fix you. Oh, my gosh. That was terrible. I was freaking out. <laughs> okay. So I've just been reading Super Chats. Like, but oh, okay. I, figured, I figured in the worst case scenario, I'd finish the show solo. My God. It's like everybody's trying to take us down tonight. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. My internet has never failed since I got fiber and it's like screwed up tonight. And we, we never had a power outage like that. Yeah, everything just went off for a second. Great Glad timing. That's lovely. Okay, uh, I need to pull the live chat up. I'm going to leave it. All the super chats? 
I got through a good chunk of them, but we still have plenty more to go. We did have a. Will you do a few more while I pull up the live chat again? Sorry, yeah. guys. Jeez. Did you have um uh, the last one I was addressing when you joined was Jason asking thoughts on QAnon, and I actually don't know much about QAnon. Do you? Neither do I. But people keep suggesting that I read QAnon, and this is supposedly like somebody with an inside connection to the Oval Office that posts or something like that. Really. I don't that that was my understanding of QAnon, but I might be right. Or somebody with an inside connection to something. I forget. So I don't know much. If you have important information as I can't stop my burping here. Sorry. That was important so information nerve-wracking. Though. Sorry, I'm all flustered now. I could have finished the show, but you know, it makes me realize when you get kicked, like how awkward podcasting by myself would be all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> like, how do people oh, do crap. it? I have to I have to try to make this entertaining and I f- kind of freak out a little bit. Sorry, guys. Anyway, thank that you, Jason. happened in my building, too. I also felt a little zap when the power went out. Hmm. Like You felt electricity? Like a little zap. Like a tiny, Weird. Yeah. J-Rock says, I was watching... <laughs> I was watching porn the other day, and there was an advertisement for Stormy Daniels playing with herself on camera. Why does everything have to get political? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good uh, one. Uh, should we leave it there and keep going? Uh, sure. Let me okay, we'll come back after J-Rock uh, once we're done here. Because we do have two more things to get through. Oh, you know what? We have a million hoax hate. Okay, I found J-Rock. Yeah, and the only other thing we didn't say about South Africa that I don't know if you wanted to highlight was this interesting deal with Newsweek's coverage. Let me see if I can find Oh, that. yeah. Thank you, Paul, for p- pointing this out on Gab. Uh, let me find it here. God, I love Yeah, so chance. what's... So Newsweek, and this is, these are by different authors, but they're still the same publication. This is back in March. They're tweeting, or they're, they're publishing, a white farmer is killed every five days in South Africa and authorities do nothing about it, yeah. activists say. Okay. And then Trump tweets about it and they, they respond, white nationalists praise Donald Trump for spreading white South African farmers' conspiracy theory. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, uh, anyway, bottom line to close South Africa... I don't think it's conspiratorial at all. I, I've, there are other, I've tried to read this, the other side of this as much as I can to understand, well, why are you considering seizing property? And that's the angle that I see is like, well, this property was stolen from us and we were banned from buying property. So we have to correct it through force. I definitely disagree with that policy proposal. I think that's terrible. I don't think if you, if you think that it was wrong to seize property. And again, you dispute that. And apparently a lot of people in the chat do to say that property was seized from black people in the past. But let's say that was true. And you say that was wrong. The solution is not then seizing property back. Because by the way, property, I, I, I would be willing to bet the property that is held in South Africa today is probably not stolen by people who live there today. They're not the same people, maybe not even the same families. Yeah, a lot it's of that like stuff has gone punishing through... you for a, I don't know, if your grandfather's shoplift or something like that. Right. So, uh, I think you, if you want, if you want uh, a society that is race blind and, and equal in terms of opportunity, then remove racial distinctions from the law. Uh, that would Great. probably do a lot better. But instead, it's I, I'm so fascinated by South Africa because it's South Africa because it's. This weird case where this 90% majority has to be protected from a 10% minority. Right. When else is that true? Yeah, but the power and privilege thing doesn't apply here now, does it? Yeah, of course. And <laughs> it's, it's, 
what is the difference between the U.S. writing laws to, to punish black people here? The demographics are about the same. What if we said, like, you black people have mismanaged your property. We're going to seize it on the basis of your race because you haven't done a good job with it or whatever else. Because colonialism or something. It's it just anyway, I could speak about this forever and we're running we're running short on time. We do have some other things to cover. I'll be quick with this SPLC story if you're ready to move on. Yeah. Okay, so David Horowitz runs this David Horowitz Freedom Center. I don't know much about it other than it's a conservative think tank. I know David Horowitz has been a fierce critic of Islam and some other things. I, I shouldn't say much more because I'm not actually super familiar with his work. But for all I care, his work could be like actual Nazi publication. It doesn't matter to me because I don't think he should be deplatformed mm-hmm. unless he's advocating crime or violence. And I've never seen any such indication that he's doing anything like that. David Horowitz and his Freedom Center say they have had their donation processing system blocked by Visa and MasterCard simultaneously and allegedly due to Southern Poverty Law Center pressure. This comes after Robert Spencer of Jihad Watch. And I think Horowitz has connections to Jihad Watch. I'm not sure if he... I actually don't know. He might. I, I, at least I thought I had read that. Again, don't quote me on it. But this comes after Robert Spencer of Jihad Watch was forced off Patreon following pressure from MasterCard. An email from the Freedom Center to supporters says their entire organization is now at risk. They're seeking donations, emergency donations, by cash or check to their post office box in the mail. Horowitz says he spoke with Visa and MasterCard and they told him explicitly that the SPLC told them the Freedom Center is a hate group and that's what led to this deplatforming. Visa was questioned by Breitbart and denied any involvement in cutting off freedom, the Freedom Center from payment processing. Visa claims to have not been aware of the alleged financial blacklisting before the publishing of this Breitbart article. Um, I've not seen a response from MasterCard or the SPLC or conclusive evidence that this is true. But, uh, as they say with hoax hate crimes, the spirit of it is true. Yeah. It, might, it might not be true. I want to, I want to be clear that this is allegation. Uh, it is not, as far as I've seen, confirmed to I'm be true. Sure, it's true. It just happened confirmed to Robert Spencer. It's very odd that both would happen at the same time. It's very odd that, at least, I, I don't know Horowitz, but I find it unlikely that he'd make up a story about talking to them and receiving no, a report from Visa like an and MasterCard. Guy. Um, he wrote Radical Son. He's a former uh, communist, hmm. a Jewish guy who just hates the left. Hmm. He did write Radical Son, right? What I'm getting at here, assuming this is true, again, assuming, not confirmed to be true, but assuming it is, that this is absolutely the next logical step. You think like social media, Twitter banning, Facebook banning, YouTube banning. Oh, well, it's their private platform. They can do it. I agree. But where we're hitting ourselves if we adopt that perspective is the idea that people like the Southern Poverty Law Center and the rest of the activist left are going to stop with that. They're not going to be satisfied until... You can't be on the internet at all until no servers will host you until people can't engage. Yeah. You can't have an income. You don't have an income. Yeah. Yeah, You can't engage in a consensual financial transaction. You can't pay with your visa or MasterCard. We're now going to have to have free speech credit cards. I mean, what, what sort of nonsense is this? We'll see how visa and MasterCard respond, but this is the stuff that I really worry about. And that's why I don't want to give an inch on the YouTube Alex Jones stuff and other cases like that is because None of these people go, oh, we got Alex Jones off YouTube. Guess our work here is done. No. Right. This, this is the stuff they're going to be doing until 
only those with the correct opinions are allowed to have a platform on the internet, in society. Go to a restaurant even, have petty yeah. financial transactions. This is why I still love Bitcoin. I guess that's the answer is you got to get into crypto and all the anonymity it affords and all that stuff. But I, this is, this is the stuff that we have to worry about. So, you know, you, you can be, you can maintain the position that YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all that are private entities that don't have to host these people if they don't want to. I agree with you, but we got to be honest about, I guess what we need to uphold, what I want to see, what we need to, to create is a culture that tells activist people like, like the Southern Poverty Law Center to fuck off. Like, I don't care if you disagree. I don't care if you think they're a hate group. The only time we're going to ban people from financial transactions is if it's like literal terrorist funding. If no. it's like building a terrorist camp, then we'll block them. But if it's just, I don't like their opinions, no. And this concept we of like a hate group, you know, hate, it's a legitimate emotion. Yeah, why? Well, I mean, you can't I can, tell me I'm not allowed to hate or that hate's illegal. It's not. And, and it's it's just a question of hate. What? I mean, who is more prejudiced and hateful than a lot of these people on the left? And I'm not saying it as though I don't have prejudices and hatreds myself. I just don't have the delusion that my hatred is more virtuous than anybody else's hatred. There are plenty of things I hate. It's just I don't think that my hatred is moral. I don't think I'm a hero for my what? hatred. My hatred is moral. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But uh, that's the distinction I'm trying to draw is like, there are things that you hate and I hate, and there are things that they hate. They think that we're morally inferior for hating things, and they're morally superior for hating things. But it's just the same kind of hatred. It's just what do you hate or who do you hate? It's, it's, I, I think that's, I'm not going to equate my hatred with the left hate, with the less hatred. Well, what do you, my what are you hatred saying? is protective. Ah. So you too have a virtuous hatred. I do have a virtuous hatred. Yeah. I have many a virtuous hatred. I'm trying to protect something that benefits the world. They're trying to destroy it. Well, I guess my my worry is that they they would say the same thing. I think the difference between you and them is you don't have that. I'll let you speak for yourself. My sense is you don't have the tendency to try to shut them down over their opinions. No, I don't. I think they should be able to say whatever stupid thing they want to because I will defeat them with my ideas. Sure. That, that would be the difference. So I guess it's not just the moralization of the hatred. It's the willingness and eagerness to act upon it and to try to silence other people on that basis. But I would expect we're going to see more of this, not less. And it is my hope that Visa and MasterCard grow a backbone and say, we just help people exchange money. That's all. We're not political. Yeah. yeah. Go away. All I mean, what's next? You can't donate to Donald Trump's campaign with your MasterCard? <sighs> yeah. Something like that. That's conceivable under this type of precedent. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's that time since we got to keep it uh, moving along. Where's my million year long sounder? Somewhere in here. I got too many sounders. I need to clean, clean this out. It's been a great show. Great show. I know. We really <laughs> killed it. No problem. We really brought it today. And yeah. now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, in this USA Today article right below there, begging for $9.99 a month for quality journalism that you always see atop the regular mainstream newspapers these days. Yeah. This one might be real. 
Uh, I have my suspicions. You had sent me this on Skype earlier in the week. KKK flyers left with candy in suspected effort to recruit children in New How York. How could you possibly think this is real? The KKK doesn't even exist. Uh, I mean, I'd have to like see... There are like 40 people I guess, in the whole organization in this country. I guess what I'd have to see is the actual flyer, and I've been not been able to track it down. Because if the flyer said, hey, we meet at this time at this location... All right, that seems legit. Like they're trying Luring to people... children with candy. Tell me you don't believe this. I need to hear it from you. I I am more skeptical than uh, willing to believe this. Yes, but I but there's no conclusive proof that it's a fake either. Since we've had no update since August, I have to be cautious about these things because we've been wrong on some recently. That's true. Anyway, according to the coverage, children children heading to school earlier in the month in upstate New York found something curious in their driveways. Ziploc bags filled with KKK recruitment flyers and candy. Governor Andrew Cuomo has promised an investigation to determine who left them and connections to hate crimes. Okay. The Oneida, I think it's Oneida, Oneida County Sheriff's Office confirmed the dropped materials in a statement Friday describing, and this might have been a past Friday because I think this article is a Yeah, this is a Friday earlier in the month. Describing, uh, quote, printed information about the United Northern and Southern Knights of the KKK. That same day, Cuomo ordered state police to investigate the the materials and organize a town hall to discuss local concerns, his office announced. This is the best uh, quote from Andrew Cuomo. America was never great, Andrew Cuomo. New York has zero tolerance for intolerance. Cuomo said in a statement. Well, that's encouraging. As long as Andrew Cuomo says it's intolerant, it will not be tolerated because tolerance. I mean, if that's not a paradox or a contradiction in terms. I refuse to be concerned about an organization that boasts, honestly, like how many people do you think are in the KKK? The estimates say 5,000. I can't imagine it's that many. I have, I can say with about 99.9% confidence, I've never encountered a real member in my life. Me neither. Never. I can't think of any time that I have. Never in my internet communication, nothing. Nobody that has ever been involved with the real KKK has ever contacted me. Ever. But, they're, but they are everywhere. Because The Hill is tweeting out this week. <laughs> White supremacists paint swastika on sidewalk in Colorado town uh, without evidence. This article, this tweet, and they got ripped. It, it does encourage me to, to see the ratio on tweets like this. By the way, you'll note the swastika is backwards once again. But is it every? Yeah, it is. You know the way you can tell is if it it's makes supposed like to be a, on the on a bias. Th- right? This is well. There's that, but also the 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 orientation of the shapes where the makes lines S's? is wrong. Okay. You can tell if it's in an S shape as opposed to like a Z shape. Uh, so this is, yeah, this is the Hindu version, not the Hitler version. Anyway, it's good to see on Twitter, a lot of people replying to this and calling it, calling it for what it is like probably fake. You didn't give any evidence that actual white supremacists did good, this good. and that's encouraging. The report here is again, just is, without evidence. They, they blame this swastika on identity Europa, which had a presence in the state recently. That's it. Only because they have a presence in the state. There's no connection. Yeah. It's like oh, identity geez. Europa, uh, had been posting flyers in public places across the Denver area. This is in Colorado Springs, not Denver. Identity Europa does not, as far as I know, post swastikas on things they have their own like logo thing and i don't think they would identify with the nazi party although this article is saying they do identify as white nationalist on their website i suppose that's true i don't know but one 
there's nothing directly connecting identity Europa to this incident. That's circumstantial. Uh, And second, there's no reason to believe that identity Europa would be posting swastikas as opposed to its own material, which it's already been posting. It's not a very clever, like normally they, they post signs that, you know, I think they're responsible for some of the, it's okay to be white signs, things like that. I I don't think they're going around painting swastikas. That's not their jam. Yeah. And of course you have to have the obligatory SPLC reference to close the article. The Southern Poverty Law Center, which monitors hate groups around the country, says that Identity Europa is one of 21 actively tracked groups operating within the state. Okay. You have no evidence connecting Identity Europa to this. You're citing a fringe political activist group as some sort of objective source on hate or whatever else. This really bothers me that most media outlets will accept what the SPLC says uncritically. Right. That's Especially a, that's a when problem. their activism is kicking people off of legitimate platforms where they earn their Yeah, income. their activism is radical in nature and it yeah. is about silencing people. They are bullies. They're they, far more fringe than Identity Europa. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on how you measure fringe. But to the point you're making, I don't see Identity Europa actually trying to silence people as our stream is having hiccups again. Oh, Sorry geez. about that. Sorry about the technical issues. I don't see them trying to silence people, say what you what you want about their beliefs or not. I don't see them shutting down. How about this? I really doubt Identity Europa would try to shut down SPLC by force. No. I guarantee SPLC would love to shut down Identity Europa by force. That's the difference. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, then the the other two cases are cases involving young people or children. And the latter is particularly interesting, but let's get to this uh, first one here. Uh, Black doll found hanging at Philadelphia playground was a prank. Oh, really? Teens say. (laughs) Okay, so two preteen boys admitted admitted they pulled a prank by putting a black doll hanging from a noose above a playground. The doll was discovered early in the month and prompted uh, Mayor Jim Kennedy to call it a despicable act. The two young boys, one black and one white, tell local news they thought it would scare people. But it wasn't about race. Real life shit posters. Apparently, that's what they were doing. But that's pretty. They're getting into it young if they're preteens who are who are doing this. Yeah. Yeah. What do they? What do they always? The leftists always say like the kids teach us. These kids yeah, are. Yeah. They're teaching us about true shit post dedication. <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is the story that I was mentioning. I, I got probably dozens of links to on, in email and on Twitter and elsewhere. So thanks to everyone who is sending me this. This is a particularly bad case. And I think we'll explain why once we're through the facts here. Um, children ages seven and under in Grand Rapids, Michigan, told their parents and police that they were playing hide and go seek when a man urinated on a five-year-old member of the group, this little black girl. And he did this through a chain link fence, they said. They said the guy also called her a racial slur, presumably the N-word, although the article doesn't say that. The suspect is a person who lived in the neighborhood and does odd jobs. Kent County prosecutors said the, uh, the parents and the children in talking uh, with them, the parents of the children in talking with them, ultimately determined the children concocted the story to avoid trouble. They made it up because they were engaged in some other bad behavior they wanted an excuse to get out of. Prosecutors also say the 60-year-old accused man had a verifiable alibi and other people who vouched for his whereabouts at the time. The incident was first reported on Wednesday. By Friday, of course, NAACP leaders were out calling it a hate crime and a sexual assault. Oh, my God. That poor guy. I have two questions about this, but I bet they're probably the same questions that you might have. 
Um, I mean, where does a five-year-old get that an older white man is going to be the kind of person that's going to call her a racial? That is an advanced lie. And they yeah. got this kind of messaging from their ghetto racist parents. That is very odd for a child to just invent a racially charged story out of nowhere to get out of something. To get out of trouble. I mean, but even, even beyond that, uh, why are children seven years old and younger out on the street unmonitored by parents? Why is that? That's, oh, yeah. that's awfully young to be playing hide and go seek without yeah. any kind of supervision. Jesus, the stream dipped. Maybe I'll have to go yell at my ISP <laughs> this week. Oh, jeez. But um, but yeah. So one, you've got a question of why are why are the parents not monitoring this in the first place with five year olds and seven year olds out in, out in the street? That's sketchy. But two, yeah, where did they learn to blame racist white guys when they get in trouble? And maybe the media too. Yeah, maybe outrageous anyway we're already at two hours i suppose that's yeah let's do some super chat and then we need to catch up on stream labs okay uh do you want to do the stream labs one after i do yeah let me take a look um let me jump into these super chats the last one was j-rock the one about the porn right yep uh rick moranis when i see this fake news horse shit i'm going to vote against what they want every single time so if you want to trick me the other way, good luck, I suppose. I hear you, Rick. Uh, downskated. Oops, my foot got caught in my headphones. Wow, this show has been a disaster. Just unmitigated disaster. Downskated. Turn the show on. See Kathy Griffin dancing topless. I think I'm going to go. I don't want to be here anymore. Why didn't you put a cringe warning on such horrible content? Think of the children. I know. That's how <laughs> Wait, I which, what, what part was it? I, what part Kathy was... Griffin dancing topless. Oh, the, the, da- the Kathy Griffin part. Gotcha. Play Holiday. Uh, Starbird Disagrees is a really good channel if you want to hear well-informed commentary on South Africa. I do. Thank you for that. That is Starbird Disagrees. Uh, Bob Smith. It's weird. It's like people with Cohen's last name hate people with Scottish last names. Hmm. Blonde, you look great as always, and I loved you. I can't believe it. Someone will have so much (laughs) like hate in their heart. Hate in their heart, man. So much hate in their heart. (laughs) <laughs> Peter Edwards, donate part of this to michaelcohentruth.com if you want. It is Trump. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean Trump's campaign? Yes, specifically that's michaelcohentruth.com. Redica hmm. said, so the Mueller indictments are equivalent to Hillary's malfeasance. There's evidence for her accusations. What about Obama officials committing a sepoku on a regular basis? He also said, you must bow to the party, comrade, underscore Chuck Todd. This idiot wants a leftist dictatorship high atop his leftist fucking bubble. He's the worst. He's just a, he's an objective moderator of a political debate show, political talk show. I don't know what you're talking about. God, dude, the, the advocacy stuff really pissed me off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle Loader, I'd love to replace Cuck Todd with unedited videos of Trump campaign rallies. Call Cuck the press. <laughs> dangerous spaces i have to disagree matt negligent journalism would be things uh like accidentally getting facts wrong this is purposefully dishonest journalism they're using intentionally manipulative language yeah this is beyond negligence it it is yeah i I should be more precise because what i'm talking about is beyond omission and surely accidental omission this was definitely presentation to give us an intended effect 
and and I don't think there's any denying it specifically on the connection to the Russia stuff. Like the way they the way they put that together was to give you some kind of impression, impression yeah. that the rush the accusation of Russian collusion has somehow been validated when in fact there's no support for such a claim. Yep. So point taken. Yeah. It's from little Wang. <laughs> Much like Paul Ryan, Chuck's mom should have thought long and hard about her alcohol intake while pregnant. That sleepy eyed son of a bitch. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, wow. How uh, dare you? Like you? How Cross absolutely dare you? Chris County loves the show. Thank you, Chris. Rainier Chen. Hey, guys, we'll watch your show tomorrow. Have a good one. No, you have a good one. And skip the part where I dipped out because my power went out. Sorry about that. No, there were some super chats in there. Don't skip that part, Dick. <laughs> uh, AZ Archer. Yeah, I got that sound of response just for that, Matt. I'm bringing the class, the classy to Montana permanently. By this time next year, I'll be living in Vegas Sky Country. Oh, cool. Well, Welcome. Normally I say we have closed borders and, or at least, um, what's, what's uh, extreme vetting, extreme vetting is extreme the term. Vetting. But... How Mexican are you? AZ? <laughs> That's the question. Uh, Nick Kramer. But he's welcome. Show. He can come in. You can come in. Nick Just Kramer. tell all your friends. It's terrible though. That's the oh, only thing I ask. Uh, Nick Kramer fun show. Good work. Thank you, Nick. Philbert 53 Rogers. Any tips for holding back the rage? Every time some normie goes all Dems are the real racist or tries to point out the hypocrisy of the left. Thanks for keeping up the good work and keep up the good work. Um, I, I do say that periodically, but even though I'm hyper aware of the meme, huh. this Dinesh D'Souza Democrats are the real racist. It's a dead I don't, point. I think I don't. Is, yeah. This is the idea that the Democrats are behind the KKK and, uh, and um, yeah, segregation. I mean, for some reason that. it's a really ineffective, it's true, but it's a really ineffective talking point. And then it's just been memed out the wazoo. Yeah, and I also I, I I just don't like the argument again. No matter who it's against, because what you're saying is that the ideas to which you subscribe today are associated with bad things in the past. Well, that doesn't mean I endorse the bad things in the past either. Right. I don't think I don't think that as much as I dislike the party, and I think the party's wrong today. I don't think that they are actual segregationist KKK members in today's Democratic Party. I think they're basically communists who are cloaking themselves less and less every day that's what i yeah, think about them but basically. i am sympathetic to the tactic of using their own methodology against them. if that's what you're doing but my sense of is dinesh like one believes his argument is true and i'm not saying his argument is wrong but believes that it is that the historical element of it is relevant to their views today and he's I, another philander uh-oh yeah <laughs> well we know it we know if if Sorry, I was gonna. I'm just gonna shut up because I feel I was gonna make fun of you a little bit, but I'm just gonna refrain. That's probably good. Um, yeah. what, what did I just read, Philbert? Uh, Christian Chapa in Chelsea Handler's case, being borderline pretty just means she's a butterface that's only fuckable to some people. Love the show, fellas. <laughs> Keep it up. Wow. Um, Eric Ray, according to the FBI, the U.S. had more than 2,500 domestic bombings in just 18 months in 1971 and 1972. Now the bombers run the universities. How did that happen? Hmm. March to the institutions, my friend. Um, Mr. Obi-Wan 2020 looks like someone in the Madden tournament called in an IRL bully hunter. Oh, that's what happened? So then it would be wrong that like the guy who shot it up was a participant, if that's true. I don't know if that's true. I... That's just what a witness said. But again, we, I haven't looked at the news in the entire time we've been streaming. And by the time you listen to this, 
It's probably a mix of some true and some untrue information. So check for yourself. John Martin, 60 Minutes, just did a piece of McCain. Just had to give the corpse one last tongue bath. (laughs) Oh, my God. You guys are terrible, and I love you. Bill Dykeman, (laughs) is no one else concerned that Malema keeps the future of of a potential uh, genocide like it were a question of what he's going to eat for tomorrow's breakfast? I cannot predict the future. Yeah. Um, Well alerts. DSL is rough in Minnesota. Oh Montana? no, I don't. I don't have. I have fiber, and I live in Montana. But yeah. but yeah. This is <laughs> uh, thanks. And well. actually, I, I will. Just, uh, the whole reason I have fiber is because we had broadcast difficulties like this last summer with yeah. cable. And to my ISP's credit, not once since I've had fiber installed in October right. have I had a single hiccup or what's called uh, same thing. I also have fiber, and this was unprecedented. Yeah, it's weird the to have both outage. the power outage and the internet problem on yeah. the same night yeah, that's definitely very we haven't bizarre. had technical like, difficulties like this in a long time it's like visa and mastercard oh no maybe the splc talked to your power company and my internet company yeah, and really. told them it's a hate podcast like mcdowell says monologue uh i don't know i i know blake actually personally but i don't know what he's talking about this is the the problem with super chat we we don't know to what yeah, he's referring sorry it's um, sorry, the reference is over my head right now sorry blake uh, that's not right. Matt and I once made love during technical difficulties. We couldn't get our streams up. You know what I mean? My, my stream is still up just fine. Thank you very much. I like how Matt's more offended about the quality of his internet than the gay undertones. It's yeah. not even an undertone. Well, no, I guess what I'm what I'm fighting is like the perception that we don't do the best that we possibly can to make sure that the production is smooth. So you know, I have the finest internet that is in my area. And by the way, finer internet that's available in most areas. So, <laughs> James so. Long in the live chat just said, fiber makes you regular. <laughs> yeah, it has until now. This is my only irregular movement in for like, for like <laughs> 10 months. I still think poop jokes are funny. I'm 30. Yeah. Drop Bear says, hello, Matt Amblon. My first time watching live. Greetings from Brisbane. Thank you, Drop Bear. We appreciate it. Uh, Billy Ray, QAnon. Look up Justin Forum Talk, Space Shot 76. Prang Medic on YouTube. All good sources for Q. There are several intro videos to get you started. Thank you. Mm. Go to economics. Matt and Blonde yesterday, August 25th, was my 37th birthday. A strange oh, well, fact that birthday. both Senator McCain and Ted Kennedy both died on the same day from the same disease. Ah. Oh, I didn't know they actually had the same disease, too. Happy that, birthday, is, that is pretty odd. Interesting. Thank you. Happy birthday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jay Parker, Facebook, YouTube at all have government protection from liability for most content on their platform. If they censor reps in Congress should take away those protections. Agreed. Hmm. Darlene Cates. We usually watch after live chat is over so we can stop rewind debate or whatever. We just want you guys to know from the perspective of a couple boomers, you give us hope for the future. Keep up. The oh, well, thanks for tuning Thank in. You. We should for stop shitting on boomers. Probably. I don't that much. That's you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's just the hippie thing. Just, I guess so. Just drive me crazy. They're like, oh, free love and free sex and communism. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Darlene. <laughs> sorry. As you, we really got to stop shooting on boomers, <laughs> but let me get one more out. I know. I can't help it. It's my yeah. parents. Yeah. Uh, Alexander V. What do you think of Sam Harris and the leftist echo chamber he's in? I'd like to see him debate with Craig Johnson. Oh, my God. I'd love to see that. Mm. I think Sam Harris sucks. I think he's in, intellectual only to the degree that it's masturbatory he seems like an egomaniac and i think he's small-minded somehow i don't think he's a lost cause although i disagree with his political takes more often than his like philosophical or religious takes i would say 
Um, I did see last time I listened to his podcast was when Ezra Klein was on and it was about basically race and IQ. And, and I mean, my God was Ezra Klein off his rocker and like pissed at Sam for just talking about observably true realities of the world. I do think Sam is still mostly loyal to things that I think he's mostly available to evidence reason. You could show him something, um, some form of evidence and he will consider it for what it is. I don't think he's an ideologue that's, that's lost in the way like Ezra Klein or someone else is. So I still think he, I, I still am generally a fan, although he loses me occasionally, but, um, but I don't, I don't, it's not like I have a, a have hatred for Sam or something like that. I don't have hatred for him, but in many ways I have less respect for these, these leftist pseudo intellectuals that are right on Islam and free speech, but totally blind to all these other issues. Like at least I can get some humor from somebody that's on the far left. Like, I don't know your Rachel Maddow type. Hmm. It's like so far. He's ultra dry for sure. I mean, he's, or do you mean humor, unintentional humor or intentional? No, I mean like me drawing humor from somebody's political stance Ah. provides more entertainment value for me. Than somebody like Sam Harris that's right about a few things, but won't discuss, you know, other issues that are that there clearly is evidentiary support for. Well, you should you should listen to that as I'm shaking my desk. Sorry, you should listen to that episode with Ezra Klein because that's a controversial issue, but he's still honest about what the observable evidence says. He's Good. Not is it going to make me it. rage? Uh, Ezra Klein will. I don't think Sam will very okay. much. Yeah. I'm open to, you know, forming a new opinion about him. I've heard some things from him. I really liked him at the beginning of my political journey, but I'd imagine that we've grown, we've grown apart hmm. um, ideologically. Aze Archer, Irish and German. I'm a minority in Tucson. Yeah, I bet you are. Hmm. Um, John McGee, had my power go out early in the show too. I'm in Denver. Weird. P.S. Chuck Todd, Jim, Jim Acosta uh, aren't journalists. They're activists. Yes, I almost flipped my table too when I saw that segment. It's so enraging. I've known Chuck Todd. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen him be an activist in that way. Like I I do believe that a lot of people at NBC have a left wing bias, but man, this was straight up like, you know, Paul Ryan, this is what you better do. That's what he was saying. I don't think I've ever seen him say something like that before. Like telling people what they ought to do politically. That is a clear breach of, of journalistic ethics for someone who claims to be objective. He can do it if he wants. It's his free speech to do that. But I'm saying if you want to present yourself as just an objective reporter of the facts, that is not what that was. That was advocacy straight up. Um, th- this is from Redicus. The best reason to use the, de- defe- uh, the Dinesh defense is to push the racist agenda onto the racist because the racists don't find a reliable home on the right, but is covered for on the left, like Robert Byrd. Hmm. Um, let me reload this. I think we're good, though. On these. Okay. I've got uh, Streamlabs ready to go. We just got a couple. Uh, Frank Underwood says, A man has just died. He betrayed his country and fellow soldiers. Well, geez. Never fought a war or never found a war he did not like, resulting in countless dead, migrants invading Europe, and open-air slave trades. Womp, womp. I'll raise the flag and take two scoops. Thank you, Frank. Harsh words for Senator McCain from Frank. Um, Tommy says, just wanted to give a PSA to my British brethren here. A new report is out revealing the extent of our replacement since the new millennium. It finds 82% of population growth is due to immigrants. Their numbers exceed the whole of Scotland. Time to act. Wow. I mean, that's 82% of the population growth in England, if this is believed, is due to non-native Brits. Unreal. Good luck. Uh, appreciate the support for the show, by the way. Uh, De- okay, and then um, 
confirmation. I have to. Do I break my own rule here? Anyway, Judsky said uh, confirm that credit cards are working. Just in case you were wondering if credit cards are working on. Uh, oh. It's just that he gave five bucks. <laughs> so I'm breaking my rule. But I, just so people are aware, credit cards are working on Streamlabs. And Maria Jameson chimed in on, on Streamlabs as well. Maria Soros says DevPav told me to. Oh, so thank you, I Maria. And then one Appreciate just it. came in from Hey K. No message, but just thanks in general. Thank you. Ooh, well, um, man, we went a little bit long, but that was expected considering the depth of all the things we were talking about. But before we close out, I just want to say thanks to everybody for putting up with kind of a sorry, technologically challenged show. I'm sorry. I wish I, I I don't want those things to happen. We do everything that we can to make sure they don't. And I appreciate people sticking with the stream even when we got booted. Although there's nothing we can do about a damn power outage. What a weird thing to have happen. I know. Sorry. Sorry. So uh, hopefully this will not continue with my internet provider and I'll be in touch with them if it does, but we'll call that a Sunday. So thanks to everybody in the live chat and the super chat and Streamlabs and supporting the show and keeping us on the air despite all the technological technological challenges and keeping us updated on the facts with all the developing news and all of that. Appreciate you guys. If you're listening later on YouTube or on one of the audio platforms or even on BitChute, don't forget you can listen over there if you hate YouTube. If you want to listen to the video show on demand, you can check that out linked in the description. Otherwise, uh, you can find all the audio links as well if you want to listen to the show Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, they're all linked in the description for you too. And you can email us, that's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. Nobody's getting impeached, dude, you sleepy-eyed son of a bitch. And if it's Sunday, it's not Meet the Press, it is Beauty and the Beta. See you then. Bye, guys.